Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What is up? Welcome to Fox Football Saturday. Bucky Brooks, Jonas Knox coming on board. But right now we're going to open up because it is Saturday. It is the divisional round. The L.A. Rams taking on the Green Bay Packers. I want to bring in my man Dave Gascon. Yes. Dave, what's going on? What's going on with the game right now as we speak? I'm not going to lie. For the better part of this morning, I was looking for the saucy Bucky Brooks tweets. (laughs) For you to take shots. I I, See, Jonas is so underrated at this network for all the things that he does on the air, but he brought out something in you that we didn't see, we've never experienced, because when you come in here, you're soft-spoken, you're very professional, but then you take your act to social media, and it is bomb after bomb after bomb. It, de- it depends. It all depends, guys. It all depends on how much sleep I get tonight before. If I have a good night's sleep, like I'm kind of easy on, on Twitter and social media, but if I'm a little cranky, sometimes I can tend to let it go. But look, I, I I feel like I've been pretty changed this week. You feel like you feel like I came with somebody well, this week? No, but you're you're very candid <laughs> and you're very pointed with conversations, especially when it goes around like structures with teams, offense, defense, schematically, whatever it may be. And so I'm I'm curious to get your first impressions of Jared Goff because so far in the first quarter, four or five, fifty one yards, he's been accurate and outside of a false start penalty, Rams would have had an extra set of downs to potentially go in and take the lead over Green Bay. 
Yeah, no, what's, what's funny about this is people act like Jerry Goff just absolutely sucks. I mean, he was a former number one <laughs> overall pick. He has taken the Rams to a Super Bowl. And even though he's not maybe the transcendent talent that a Pat Mahomes would be or even a Josh Allen, he's a really good quarterback. And I don't know if he gets enough credit. We got people out here talking about John Wolford should be the Rams quarterback last week. And so I think this was a really important first quarter for him because he needed to get off to a fast start. He did that. And right now the Rams are sitting in a game 3-3. And it really looks good for their offense being able to have some success. Well, I'm kind of curious about the whole thing, too, because you have you have him and then obviously you have Aaron Dalla on the opposing side. And of course, there's plenty of drama with the Rams defense, but he is in right now. And speaking of being in the man with the great the, the love of Good God, man, and a great piano player. Good God. The man who allowed me to speak at his wedding. Jonas Knox. Uh, This is just... Well, first of all, nobody spoke at the wedding. Because half the room didn't speak English. So let's be honest. And the other half was drunk. Okay, right. I felt like we were on the set of Narcos about halfway in. Uh, But uh, Bucky Brooks, Jalen... By the way, Bucky, thanks for having me on your show. I appreciate it. Uh, You know, I was was trying to be a part of this show earlier. uh, But, uh, you know, we had some technical issues here. It is, uh, you know, a difficult time for many. Uh, and, And this has nothing to do with the fact that I actually went into this show and one of the first things that I was going to tell you, Bucky, is that this is going to be the worst produced show that we've ever done together. Wow. And, 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 and I was going to tell you that because I've been down this road several times before when the Green Bay Packers are on and our executive producer, Lee DeLapp, is working the show. A little distracted? A, a little distracted? <laughs> a little I mean, distracted. It, it, uh, he'd, he'd be less distracted if Beyonce walked in oh. right now. That Yeah, and, mm. and, and we know how Lee feels about Beyonce. <laughs> but uh, but here we are, uh, Bucky Brooks, and we've got ourselves a football game. And if I'm not mistaken, I see snow flurries, Bucky. I see snow flurries. It feels like the weather is about to become an impact in this game. It's going to be a major, major impact in this game. So you've played in Green Bay. Any tips for fans on what to look out for? And I'm not saying degenerate gamblers who want to bet live on this game. I'm just saying fans on what to look out for when the snow comes and the cold weather arrives here in Green Bay. Well, here's the thing. The big deal when you're playing in inclement weather, first thing you got to look for is the grass and how does the field hold up. You see a lot of slipping and sliding, particularly from the visiting team. Green Bay has the advantage if the weather kind of makes a turn because they practice in this weather all the time. So they're going to have the cleats on that you need. They're going to know how to navigate these circumstances and conditions. The Rams could have a more difficult period adjusting to what footwear needs to be on. When it comes to the cold weather, I will say this. If the snow flurries come, that means it's actually going to be warmer more so than the brutal cold that you typically would see. And so, if I'm the Rams, I'm okay with it snowing. What I don't want, I don't want rain and I don't want like those brutal freezing temperatures because then it affects everything and we're seeing guys right now packers guys don't have sleeves on um gloves nothing crazy it doesn't look like it's extraordinarily cold there okay but hold on a second so you're telling me that it's going to be warmer when it's snowing it's just better it's not as cold when when the snow is there it's not as cold i don't ask me man i just know like in playing (laughs) i mean apparently you're a meteorologist i've got to ask you we got we we got bucky on the sevens uh weather updates with bucky at the sevens uh so here we go bucky Uh, why Uh, why is it warmer no just like if it's snow if it's snowing as opposed to the brutal i can deal with the snow it's really dope 
the rain that impacts you more because of the wet ball and those things like snow, it kind of falls on you. Then it goes away. Like it's, it's not going to dump right now. Like just look at the situation. It's not like we have snow on the field. Yeah. It's just a little, you know, it's a little by, good. The, by the way, Robert Tanyan is such a hot shot. He thinks he, he thinks he's like the next big, who was the, who was the tight end that played for the lions? Who all he did, was it Christian Fourier? Uh no, it was Joseph Fourier. Okay, Joseph Fourier. All he did was catch the, touchdowns. Yeah, all he did was catch touchdowns, and 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 that that was his thing, and he was really good in the red zone. Tanyan, all he does is catch touchdowns, and he walks around like he's Travis Kelsey. Well, I mean, if you score touchdowns, that's that's really what matters. You put the <laughs> ball in the paint. I mean, I, I was just trying to you know get in on a game at all in high school, so I, I, touchdowns were way way advanced for me. You know, it's like it's like a homeless guy, you know, having aspirations about owning a mansion. Like, dude, first of of all uh, pay for your own meal first and then we'll get to that point so i was i i was nowhere close to even thinking about touchdowns but yeah the green bay packers are moving the football a little bit uh did you see jalen ramsey and Devonte adams pregame already kind of mixing it up a little well, i mean they're gonna mix it up a little bit i mean you can see that but you know i think the bigger thing because a lot of this was was made about jalen and Devontae Adams and how much they match up. When you really look at the Rams, the Rams are a zone team. And so they match Jalen Ramsey up. He'll line up opposite a number one guy. But a lot of times they're playing zone, not necessarily a man-heavy team. So this matchup may be one that's a little deceiving. It may look like Jalen is checking Devontae, but they may just be playing a lot of zone and just making sure that he is in that area, on that side, same side of the field as Devontae Adams, where he lines up. Is any cornerback travel these days? Do, do, do any of them um, travel and exclusively take one guy and say, I got him, don't worry about it? Yeah, I mean, like, look, tra- traveling is a novelty. I know we love seeing cornerbacks travel and take on the matchup. The problem is when you travel and you have a corner that goes all over the place, the other 10 guys have to adjust. And so what happens is you may not have a secondary that can deal with that, because the others aren't comfortable playing different roles. So it may be great for Jalen Ramsey to go on the slide and play outside, but if the other guys aren't capable of moving around and doing a variety of different things, it's a different challenge. And so that's why some coaches are reluctant to do it. Yeah, and uh, and on the Ram side of things, Jared Goff's throwing the ball much, I think, much better than he than he looked last week. So so clearly he's had a week to you know heal up a little bit. And if I'm not mistaken, he is wearing a glove. He is throwing the football mm-hmm. with a glove. Which man, back in the day, you'd never see that. You remember when Steve DeBerg suffered that <laughs> gruesome hand injury, and he walked out there with like this hand splint, and they had pins in his hands. But that guy wasn't wearing a glove. He was just slinging the rock around. Yeah. Now nowadays, guys are wearing gloves. Roethlisberger wears gloves. Uh, Tom Brady will wear gloves. And now we've got Jared Goff wearing gloves. I think it's because back in the day they couldn't throw a football with Newmans. Really <laughs> that, that, is, that is certainly true. But also with the gloves, <laughs> you talk about, um, and we felt them, like the, the tactified nature of the gloves. In these conditions, it may be better to have a yeah. glove on than to have like your bare hand, just in terms of being able to feel the ball, grip the ball. And with Jared Goff, we don't know how he has the thumb taped or um, taken care of. And so sometimes putting a glove over it just to protect it is what a quarterback would want to do, even though it seems weird that your starting quarterback is playing with a glove on. Well, and also, I mean, one of the things that I had, if, was it Jared Goff who had the small hands? That was one of the knocks on him at yeah. the combine. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's certainly been a thing that people talked about. He didn't have the big old hands. And the reason hand size is important Who is does? because... <laughs> I mean, I mean, Dude. I'm sorry, I mean, speaking these, for myself, Bucky. I mean, in these conditions... <laughs> In these conditions. Yeah, look at those the hands. Why you Are want... they small hands? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh my gosh. You want big hands. You want big hands in inclement conditions just because you can grab the ball. And so yeah. you have small hands in, in this, like the ball being slick, you may not be able to grip it and rip it the way that you want to. So that's why it's been a big issue. That's why it was the main concern. That's why traditionally he hasn't played well in cold weather, but he's gotten off to a fast start today. And we got a uh, we got a Jalen Ramsey Devonte Adams matchup right now uh, on a first and ten for the Packers, but they run the football, so you know Jalen Ramsey's going to continue to talk to Devonte Adams. I do, can we get them mic'd up? We've got you know what pisses me off. Here's what bothers me. So we got a game last week that's being shown on Nickelodeon. All right, they, they've got like you know what would you do in Double Dare contestants at the game? They're sliming everybody. It's it's like it's a clown show. It's it's like it, it's a circus. We if you're going to pull that, can we? at least get one television or one mic or one feed to where it's just Jalen Ramsey and Devonte Adams talking to each other. I I would I would watch that over watching the entire game. I swear to God. Yeah, I, this is funny because I don't know. I really don't know how much Jalen really talks on the field. He he's more of a nuisance than anything when it comes to it. Like he he is a guy that typically gets after you. Doesn't mind kind of you know he'll bark a little bit, but that's not his mo. And we oh. got Aaron, Aaron Donald in a little skirmish, huh? Little. Well, well, see, here, here's here's the thing, right? So, who's that seven for? Jenkins, Elton Jenkins. He may be a little bolder today because he knows my man. Of course, them, them tender ribs, and so he's <laughs> not. Course. he's not a hundred percent. So he may feel like he has an opportunity to dominate him, but. He's be careful now. Yeah, listen, he's he's sticking up for every single interior lineman that's had to deal with Aaron Donald the past several years. Yeah. He's looking around going, this is going to be my opportunity. Yeah, here. it's my day. He's, he's going to be the tough guy today. Every day. Uh, Bucky Brooks, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. We're going to take you all the way up until 8 p.m. Eastern time, 5 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, though, there was a major decision made for one coach in the NFL. We will get the inside information as to what happened. That's next here on FSR. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Rodgers in the shotgun, third down. Devontae goes in motion to the right, quick toss. Devontae's got it, end zone, touchdown! And the Rams got crossed up on the motion prior to the snap. And Jalen Ramsey is incensed in the right corner of the end zone. Wayne Larvey and the Packers radio network on the call. How do I know that? Because he sold out on the Chicago Bears and went and joined the Packers. That's how I know that. Uh, Bucky Brooks, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up in, we'll call it a little over 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. There was a move made in the NFL and everybody loves it. We will dive into that here 10 minutes from now here on FSR, uh, the Green Bay Packers with a 10-3 lead there at Lambeau Field over the LA Rams and we'll keep you posted on that throughout the course of the game also. Right now though always kind enough to join us here on Fox Sports Radio. He is Adam Kaplan Fox Sports Radio's NFL Insider Sirius XM NFL Radio as well with us here. Uh, Adam, Jonas and Bucky, what's happening? How are you? Guys, good to talk to you this uh, divisional round playoff weekend. Yeah, it's a, it's a wild one. Uh, la- last weekend was a lot of fun. You had all the games going on, but this one feels like, all right, now we've got the real big hitters, and you've got all teams coming off a bye. And I'm actually fascinated, Adam, to see it, and I'm wondering what your thought is on this. What the advantage is for the teams on the bye, being it's just Green Bay and it's just Kansas City, in comparison to the teams that, that were playing last weekend? Yeah, look, we've talked all season that home field has meant next to, no- next to nothing this year, but... I do believe, though, with this bye, it, it just gives you a chance to get healthy. There's, there's no question about it. Green Bay had a bunch of players on their injury report, but other than their nose tackle, they're, they're healthy. They came into it. Uh, then you have the Rams situation with Goff's thumb. That was a problem. They're not having their slot receiver, Cooper Cup. That's major. He's a major part of their offense. They're really, they're really a two-receiver offense. And then with the Chiefs, Though Sammy Watkins will not play one of their starting receivers, they came in well rested. It, it, it generally the belief around the league is it helps you. You want to have a bye. We don't. We no longer have two teams that getting a bye. We only have one per conference. With the seven teams getting in per conference, we, you know, something had to be given up. But the, the, to answer your question, overall teams like it, and there's no question it's an advantage. But it's percentage wise, it's not as great as you would think. You know, Adam, we we we've had a lot of. Uh, conversation this week, obviously, because we've seen general managers hired, coaches yep. hired. What What's the biggest move in your mind? What's the one that you really thought was going to happen that actually happened? Um, I get, when, you, when you put it in that context, I would probably say um, we'll also get to s- some surprises. Uh, Dan Campbell going to Detroit. Uh, you know, I heard a couple of days ago he did well. I didn't think that was. I didn't think he was going to get the job, but 
Um, you know, Arthur Smith was the guy. He, he, Bucky, he was the guy that everyone I talked to that I trust said he's going to be a head coach. He's the top candidate uh, with Eric Bieniemy in terms of guys who are going to draw a lot of interest. And they're, they're, we'll get to Bieniemy if you want in a second. But Arthur Smith is that guy. Now, we could argue... What's he going to do when he's got to coach a team that doesn't have Derrick Henry? I understand that. You know, that's what people have said. I understand that. Um, but the fact of the matter is this is a guy that everyone thought would be a head coach, and he has. He, he got the job. And with Atlanta, in fact, there are two other teams I think probably would have wound up offering if Atlanta didn't offer. Uh, but th- that was it, I would say, if you, if you look at all of the, uh, the moves so far. Uh, Robert Sala was the one I expected. I, although I will tell you, Sala, I am positive that the Lions went into the process wanting him to be their head coach, and I know he wanted that job. Something ha- that he uh, obviously something happened with the interview because mm-hmm. after, after his first one he didn't get a second. Uh, he's Adam Kaplan, Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider, Sirius XM NFL Radio, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks with you here. Um, so on the Eric Bieniemy subject, um, I guess this is the dreaded two-part question that we're never supposed to do, but I'm going to do it anyways. Um, is he going to get hired as a head coach? Do you believe this year? And if not. I had heard that he didn't do well in the interviews a year ago. Have you heard the same thing? Yeah, look, you know, I, I remember talking to the Jets. Uh, you know, I'd asked them a bunch of questions about some of their interviews. He said, listen, it's just best that we don't, we don't go there about any one particular guy. It's just not fair. And I, yes, I, I had heard last year that it, it didn't go particularly well for him. Um, I don't think it has anything to do with him not being a play caller. I think that's just easy excuse why, why teams are not hiring certain coaches. For whatever reason, Andy Reid, by the way, was never a coordinator. Um, it, it just—I don't think play, the play calling is the issue. That everyone loves Eric Bieniemy's energy and his passion, his command. He coaches hard. He, these guys respect him. But you do start wondering when you get to, when you get to seven or eight interviews over a two-year period and you don't have a head coaching job offer, you start looking at okay, what is wrong when these when these guys interview? Something's not happening because, quite frankly. Guys, the way it works is you go in to each interview of your team. You've already gone through NFL security. You've got your background checks done. So you look at it and say, well, we already know about his background, so we're comfortable with it, so we're going to bring him in. Now, we, we saw the Matt Patricia story came, came out when he got the job, if you might remember. Mm-hmm. Something happened, uh, allegedly, yeah. uh, several, well over a decade, almost 20 years ago. Uh, and that came out, um, you know, unfortunately, after it uh, got reported actually after he got hired. Uh, but these things rarely happen. So it just, to me, got, to answer your question, Jonas, something is ha- something, something would have to happen in the interview for him not to get it. And to me, it's clear that, that they, teams have not been blown, away, been blown away by him for whatever reason. He can't, he can't duplicate the way he coaches in these interviews for whatever reason. Man, uh, <clears throat> maybe the biggest news when it comes to a coaching hire was Urban Meyer going to Jacksonville. And... You know, like we've seen that we understand. I wasn't about surprised with that though, but I, you know, I'll get into that in a second. But yeah, so what were you, what were your thoughts on that, Bucky? I'm very curious. You know, I actually like I actually like to move. I like to move in terms of I feel like they needed a program builder more so than a play mm-hmm. caller. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, in being close to the organization, I just know from top down they needed to clean out everything. Yep. My question to you would be. Who is going to be the personnel man? Who is going to be his John Snyder like Pete Carroll has as a right-hand man? Because that's probably the most important hire that he will have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, the, I'm assuming uh, that he has personnel control, Urban Meyer. So he just he needs someone to run the day-to-day personnel. Um, Trent Baalke, the former Niners GM, is the director of player personnel. He's still there. Uh, Dave Caldwell, their former GM, had brought him in a year ago. 
so he's their act. He's now right there acting GM. So he's he he could certainly be retained in that role. I know he's well liked by the organization. Uh, we have we don't know that. I know Scott Linehan. I'm told Scott Linehan is his his top choice for offense coordinator, and then defensive coordinator. I know he knows Billy Davis, who's a former. Mm-hmm. Defense coordinator for the Browns and Niners. He's been with the Niners and Cardinals and Eagles and so forth. I know they're very close, uh, but I do not know exactly. People are floating names out there. I, I sometimes they're not sourced. I have no idea if those are correct, but um, I do know that he Urban. Oh yeah, by the way, the the other thing I would add is the the, the word I had heard. He's going to have a mixture of pro and college coaches on his staff. I, I think it's going to be so much fun to watch how it plays out. And, yeah. and it's the same. You know, I, I love the Gruden hire just because it gave them some juice. Mm-hmm. Like, it just felt like there was instantly some buzz there with the Raiders. And and I don't know that it's just purely coincidence that since John Gruden's gotten there, they're on hard knocks. They, they've moved to Vegas. They've got a brand new, beautiful stadium. I, it just it feels like that was something that really helped the momentum of the franchise. And I feel like, Adam, the same thing with the Jags. They needed something there they needed something that was going to give him a little bit of spice and i feel like at least at the very least if he doesn't if he doesn't win a bunch of playoff games or whatever at least like bucky said it's a program builder and it adds a little something yep. to the organization yeah jonas because let, let me also add this to what bucky's original question about uh was there anything that surprised me no i was not surprised by meyer because the because it's funny jonas you, you you talk about a program builder and they need a little buzz well the buzz around the national football league in week 17 was that they were going to make a big splash. Now, we didn't know who the name would, would be. Would it be Lincoln Riley, who I know the Eagles have interested in, there are a couple other teams have discussed it, but he has not been willing to take an interview yet. I mean, the Cowboys had interest last year, but he went up uh, you know, not doing anything. So the, the word around the league was they were going to do something big. Now, Urban Meyer, uh, we, we know that he's been away from football for a little bit. He's doing great work on, uh, on Fox for the college games. He's a program builder. He, he, he's about as good as it gets. And, you know, as we know, he, he coached at the University of Florida before, so he knows the area. They're in the old Gator Bowl is the, is the stadium that they play in. You know, it's been renamed, obviously, and they've redone it. I've been to that stadium. It, it, by the way, it gets loud when they pack it. It gets real loud. And it's got swimming pools in the top. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. Wow. Pretty cool. <laughs> Although I will not go in there, I got to tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah, why would you? You know what's I just love the idea. I've been up of, there, too. I've been that, seeing it. <laughs> I just love the idea we're in the middle of an NFL game and people are playing Marco Polo. I just, there's something about it's it. It's funny. I just no, that, that was, I remember when they did all their, their, their just redos of the stadium. That was the big thing. They put a pool on the terrace level. And I went up there. I'm like, this is pretty cool. They had glass over it so you know, people could, you, you know, you, you could protect people. But I was like, man, I don't know how to clean this thing because I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a That's probably time. a smart move. Probably a very smart move. Adam, I got a chance to listen to your podcast. It was all things Philadelphia Uh-oh. with the Eagles. No, I actually love it. It was very informative. Appreciate it. Yeah. And those things. We tell the truth, man. Oh, we, we, we I mean, I dig hard. it. Like, it was a lot of yeah. insight on the Doug Peterson yep, stuff yep, that yep, I didn't yep, know. Yep, yep, so yep. you because you're so plugged in, what yes. direction? Let's go. Which direction do you think the Eagles go when it comes to their next head coach? Offensive coach, um, who could coach quarterbacks and, and redevelop Carson Wentz. Uh, I'm told in the coaching interviews, the coaches have been uh, the the guys who've interviewed so far. Uh, I know at least three guys are asked the same question: What is your plan to uh, coach Carson if we keep him and to redevelop him? And which tells me, I mean, if you're going to ask that, you pr- I know it's not a forgiven that he's going to stay, but um, th- that's kind of the way I see it. And that's just, I, I, I strongly believe they're going to go with an offensive head coach. Now, could it, could someone like Todd Bowles or 
a defensive guy, but Brandon Staley, who I'm a, a huge fan of, the Rams defensive coordinator. Not going well for him today, but he's a brilliant young coach. They, they, the only way they're getting in, you better have a quarterback developer because you're not getting the job unless you've got a great plan for the offense. Because here's another problem, Bucky, and I'm sure you know this. Most defensive coaches don't understand offense. It's just a fact. It, it's, it's, I'm not, I don't want to stereotype these guys, but the fact of the matter is covering this business for 21 years, most don't spend any time on, on offense. They want to run the ball all the time. They don't want to throw it a lot. <laughs> and not all of them, but a lot of them do, and this is why a lot of them don't make it. And, you know, you saw what happened with Brian Schottenheimer, uh, who did a brilliant job for the first half. They started trying to run the ball a lot, take the air out of the football, and Russell Wilson went from probably setting an NFL record for most touchdown passes in a season to looking like he should be benched at the end of the season. You've got to let the guys throw, folks. You've got you know to do it. You know what's funny about that, though? And not only do defensive coaches seem like they don't want, you know, they're, they're, they just want to focus on their side of the ball, they have no interest in offense. Like, they, it's almost as if they look down on it, kind of. Yeah. I can't be bothered with that. Look, I've got to set up a scheme. But, right. But, but that, you know, it's funny because I remember watching Andy Reid coach in Philly, and I, I would, when things weren't going well, you would see him hand the play calling off and, and spend a lot of time on defense at practice, just observing. And I, I'll give you a nugget. Sean McVay did this the last year of, uh, with Wade Phillips. I'm told he spent just about all their install periods and their OTAs with the defense because he wanted to learn more about it and see what was not working. Because you got to do that. If, if you're not happy with the direction of one side of the football as a head coach, you got you got to see why it's not working. You you just can't rely on the coach who, who's handling that side of the football if it's not going well. Uh, let me ask you before we let you go, Adam. Uh, Adam Kaplan, Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider, based in the Philly area. Um, and as Bucky said, you're as connected as anybody there. The body's not cold yet, so I want to know what the hell happened mm-hmm. with Doug Peterson. What happened with Doug Peterson? Number one reason, Jonas, why he got fired uh, is that he his staff that he wanted that he had that on offense that did not do well last season. Doug kind of wanted to run it back, go with the same staff. And Jeffrey Lurie, the owner, was clearly not happy with that. Uh, he, didn't want, he didn't want that. Um, you, you, Doug Peterson and some of his offensive coaches were really the guys who were behind Carson Wentz's regression. Let's go, and also the number two quarterback to start the season, Nate Sudfeld. And Lurie was not happy with it. Lurie does get involved more than most, most owners do in, in, with the football team. He's not going to tell people what to do for the most part. But he was not happy with it, and that that and Doug, by the way, two meetings, he would not he would not bend at all. He wanted the same, <laughs> pretty much the same staff, and you, you kind of you know, it's funny. Some people in the league told me privately, some personal people, that he clearly wanted to get fired. He wasn't going to win. He's not walking away from ten to twelve million, right? You, who's walking away from ten to twelve million? Come on. Oh, that's great. That is great. Uh, Adam Kaplan, Fox Sports Radio, NFL Insider, Sirius XM NFL Radio. You can get him on Twitter at Kaplan NFL. Uh, Adam, we always appreciate it, man. Enjoy the games. We'll do it again next week, guys. Thank you. Uh, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, All right, coming up next, there's a move made in the NFL that everybody seems to love. We will get into why that is next here on Fox Sports Radio. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, the gas man, David Gascon. What's up, man? How the hell do they know that I got gas? How the hell do they know that I got gas? Yeah, I was thinking if you were eyeballing the uh, pregame intro with Kevin Burkhart and Daryl Johnston, uh, you were probably... You're probably good with what Johnson was wearing today. Yeah, I heard he was. I heard he had a fine coat on. Yeah, it was very Jonas. Fine to wear. <laughs> it's right up your alley, man. 
It's love, fine to eat. Love, Coach. And why do you think I'm so pissed off and bitter about the 80-degree weather in, in Southern California right now? We so don't, good, man. I hate it. Garbage. I can't stand it. What do you mean? I cannot garbage? stand it. Oh, it's it's okay. hot. It's your, windy. Your studio is like 120 degrees. No, it's it's just like I, I want to be able to feel the elements. I want to feel like we're in Green Bay, like we're both in snow globes watching the game. And I can't because it's 85 degrees and my B.O. starting to flare up. Can't stand it. Man. He is so hot. <laughs> What was that? Wow. <laughs> My God. Unbelievable. Speaking Gascon's of those, coming up. Speaking of those elements, Packers right now and Gascon the Rams. Rodgers in the shotgun. <laughs> third down. Devontae goes in motion to the right. Quick toss. Devontae's got it. End zone. Touchdown. And the Rams got crossed up on the motion prior to the snap. And Jalen Ramsey is incensed in the right corner of the end zone. Guys, a little bit of a recall, too. If you remember the national championship game, Alabama ran that same play with Devontae Smith for a touchdown. Packers lead the Rams right now at 10-3. They just called the timeout. A couple interesting things. Packers' first possession, 12 plays, 63 yards, got a field goal. Second drive, 14 plays, 84 yards. This one, eight plays so far, and they're inside the red zone as well, leading 10-3. All the action is on Fox with 3.36 to play in the first half. Rodgers, 12 of 16 for 115 on the ground. Already 17 rushes for 73 yards. And this one, Bills and Ravens tonight in the nightcap. Kickoff times at 8.15 Eastern. Both teams tweeting out some social media posts, guys. A little bit of snow and plenty of wind. So we will be uh, looking at that one. The over-under in that game is 49 and a half. In Buffalo? Yes. Hmm. I, I want to I want to actually spend a full segment previewing that game. I think it's a game. Of, I, Bucky, I think it's a game of the weekend. I swear to God. Oh, it's going to be a great game. Oh, my. I cannot wait for that game. So excited. Are you? Yeah. How oh, excited. Look at Aaron Rodgers. I mean, grow up. Wow. Dude. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. Wow. Aaron Rodgers and uh, Bucky, by the way, Max Holloway. Sheesh. You got, Sheesh. Did, did, did you drop? No. See, he, that, he is a murderer. I mean, oh. it's a, his, he is good, man. I got I got dual TVs going here, uh, and it is uh, yeah, it is pretty impressive work. Um, he needed by the, it. He needed it. And by the way, uh, by the way, uh, how's uh, how's Lee Delap holding up? Is he uh, is he completely checked out, or has he, he I mean, gotten into the booze yet? I mean, he's kind of he's kind of oh oh Lee's gonna go. You crazy. know what it is? He is the equivalent of of oh. Iowa Sam when Luca Garza makes a five footer from the from the baseline. True, 100%. just straight orgasmic from the opening. Ooh. Get go. It's it's disgusting. And and here's Whoa. and he, here's what bothers me about it because I wish that they would take notes from Bucky when North Carolina's on. Bucky's not gloating if they play well because well, they lost very, today. That's why. Well, no, 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 they no. no. We're, we're talking about North Carolina. He has nothing to do with the basketball program. He he he's the guy. He's responsible for the football program now being the kings on that campus. All right. But but when when the North Carolina Tar Heels are playing a football game, Dave, you don't hear Bucky gloating or trash talking or anything like that. Very cool, calm and collected. When they're playing well. Very cool, calm, and collected. You got Lee and Iowa Sam who, who lose it like they're disrobing as they're watching their teams yeah. play. It's just it's uncomfortable for everybody involved. Did you guys hear the rumors that Sam Howell has entered the transfer portal? Who? Uh, there's, there's, there's nothing to that. I mean, I mean, would that Nothing. be a significant loss there, Bucky? I mean, he's he's a main quarterback. I mean, he's, uh, he's he's a guy looking like a top pick. Oh boy. Yeah, but yeah, but you know what? I mean, it's my quarterback. I mean, they were able to land Trubisky. They can get anybody in North Carolina. <laughs> I mean, I see, I see how the I see how the Bears are claiming to run it back. So he must be. 
must be a big deal. Oh, I love it. I love. I hope. I hope he holds their feet to the fire and they give him a five-year deal. I. I. I he yeah. got absolute. That's the. That's the last two quarterbacks they had that were much better than they got credit for. Jay Cutler and Mitch Trubisky, yeah. and all. And all they did was badmouth him in town, like they know quarterbacks in Chicago. Give me a break. <laughs> I mean. I, well, I'm not saying he's great, but I'm just, you know, I'm rooting for the guy. I think he can have a decent career. You know, I'm just, I'm hoping he does. Uh, all right, Bucky Brooks. Uh, thanks, Dave. Bucky Brooks, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up next here on FSR, uh, there was a move made in the NFL. Everybody seems to love it. We're going to find out why that is next here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app and on all of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are taking part in the show. We appreciate you spending a few minutes with us here on FSR. Coming up, top of next hour, about 15 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, we are going to get into the blockbuster move in the NFL this week uh, and the ramifications moving forward for one franchise. So that'll be happening here in about 15 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Updating you on the divisional game between the Rams and the Packers right now. The Packers have a 16-3 lead. First half winding down, under two minutes to go. Uh, Jared Goff and the Rams are in Packers territory, Bucky. So trying to, uh, trying to get in this game. And, and I'll say this, man. I think Goff's done a lot for his stock when it comes to just toughness and maybe what the overall opinion was of of Jared Goff and maybe you know when things go poorly he can't you know he can't uh, he you know he doesn't have the ability to to you know to stick with it or survive and but man he's shown a lot of grit a lot of toughness over the past couple of weeks you know he stayed in the game and put his thumb back in place by himself in Seattle he came off the bench last week and and played well enough for them to win and he's thrown the ball I think much better this week uh, in Green Bay in the conditions in Lambeau Field. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think I think he has done a really, really good job. I think people have really been very, very critical of him and how he plays for whatever reason. He's kind of like the punching bag that everybody likes to go to, but he has been really, really good. And to think, like, Jonas, a couple of weeks, we were talking about people saying, hey, they should put the uh, John Walford in the feel-good story. I like, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's so disrespectful <laughs> to Yahoo's number one I know. overall. But he, he needed this because I think he needed to show that. And I think he also needed to show Sean McVay because Sean McVay has a Gruden-like quality to him where he does get fascinated by quarterbacks and the possibilities and what could be. And so that's the thing. Now, before, I can't let you and Adam off the hook because you guys were so disrespectful to all the defensive guys out there. Oh, hold on. You guys second. talking about defensive guys don't know offense and Adam's talking about they only want to run the rock. Here's the thing. Defensive guys, when you talk to defense coordinators, they will tell you they know more about offense than offensive guys because they have to know offense to be able to defend it. The the issue is, or the problem is, defensive guys, the first thing they think about is how not to lose. And the way that impacts their thinking, they don't want to turn the ball over. So when everyone is like, hey, let's throw it all over the yard, wee, 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 they're saying, no, I don't want to turn it over. And so what happened in Seattle, Russell Wilson was throwing it all over the yard and looked great. Well, then defenses changed and started playing cover two. And what happened to Russell? He started turning the ball over. And that is the fear of every defensive coach that is a head coach. Hey, man, you can't be given. You can't give it away. 
and they were giving it away. That's why defensive guys have such a hard time with offensive guys that want to throw it all over the yard because it puts them in peril and it puts the defense at risk because you turn it over more. Well, let me tell you something. I, I, if it were up to me, if I were running an NFL team, I would prefer a defensive coach. I swear to God. I, I, I would prefer a defensive coach because I do feel like their, their main goal is to win. And it feels like on offense, the main goal is to score points. Mm-hmm. Like, like that, like with an offensive minded head coach. So I would take, it's like Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio strikes me as a guy who couldn't care less what, what the offense is doing. He's trying to come up with a game plan. And I, I think, <laughs> yes. I think it's, I, and you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think he's, he's trusting his coordinators and he's got enough on his plate and he's trying to watch the game and manage the game. And I, and, and it's funny you bring this up because that's what I wanted to get into the Robert Sala hiring with the Jets. It, there's a lot of times where a hire's made and, you know, eh, I don't know about this. I don't know if this is going to work. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer's had as much success as just about anybody at the college level, and he's done it at multiple places. And still, there's some people who say, yeah, but I don't know if it's going to work with Urban Meyer. Bucky, I haven't heard anybody say that Robert Sala was a bad hire with the Jets. Like, yeah. can so it, we can't yeah. all be wrong. Nah. So this has to be a home run hire for the Jets, I would think. Maybe. My only thing is this. Like, what is coming out? Man, their blind commitment to Sam Darnold, hey, hey, go easy. Oh, so you're done on Darnold. I'm just saying, like, he's the best that never was. I mean, <laughs> we, are, we are anointing him a guy, and he's never shown us that he can be a guy. At some point, uh, he has to be able to play and, and do this other stuff. We've had every excuse given. Oh, he hasn't had a coach. He hasn't had personnel around him. I mean, can he, can he get some flashes? Because here's what happens. If you're the Jets and you make this decision, you're sitting at number two. You're going to get have an opportunity to get a legitimate big-time quarterback. If you bypass on a quarterback this time around to go at Sam Donald, you run it back, and he is not what you think he is, what are we going to do next year? Yeah. And, well, you know what's funny? So I, w- I would say, and we talked to, uh, to Adam Kaplan about the situation in Philadelphia. And he was saying, you know, one of the questions for the coordinator or the people that are coming in is, wh- how do you plan to, I don't know, fix is the right word, Carson Wentz. But how do you plan to work with Carson Wentz? Because their thought is, we drafted Carson Wentz. We still believe in him. Mm-hmm. What can you do to improve his situation? Man, Joe Douglas didn't draft Sam Darnold. Joe Douglas doesn't have any sort of commitment when it comes to that's my guy, I drafted him, I got to mm-hmm. stick with him. So to see them be willing, when this could all just be a ploy to try and get mm-hmm. people to you know to, to move around in the draft a little bit, but to see him, you know, if we just take some of the reports that are out there, to see him show that commitment to Darnold, is that how Joe Douglas really feels? Or is that somebody above Joe Douglas who's saying, hey man, this is our guy, we'd rather stick with him than opposed to draft another quarterback and start this thing over? So here's the thing, it gets more expensive if you do that, right? You talk talking about a i mean maybe a 25 million dollar i mean a, a huge mistake because yeah. here's what happens if you take a young quarterback the clock resets yeah. because of the rookie deal sam donald is almost at the time to get the extension now you don't have to do the fifth year option but if you do stick with him and he plays well now you got to pay him after next year yeah if you sign him to the extension now is he worth paying Whatever it is, unless you give him, he's going to give you like a super discount, like, hey, I'm, I'm going to sign for 25 million or whatever. But even then, is it worth it? 13 and 25 as a starter, sub 60% completion rate, yep. 45 touchdowns, 39 interceptions. What am I paying for? I mean, yeah. I, mean, I mean, at some point, I just want a flash. And we can't be tied up in, we drafted him second overall. He has to be able to play. 
Okay, let me ask you this, just just to keep it simple. The Jets are picking at two. Of the quarterbacks that are going to be available at two, if we all assume Trevor Lawrence is going number one overall, of the quarterbacks, by the way, one of the great UFC fights I've ever seen, uh, of the quarterbacks that we've that uh, just took place between Max Holloway and uh, Calvin Cater, uh, mm-hmm. of the quarterbacks that are going to be available if Trevor Lawrence is off the board, which ones are you taking over Sam Darnold if you're running the Jets? I mean, Fields, Wilson, and Trey Lance. I take so all, all of them. All three of those guys. You're I would take all three of those Darnold. guys over. Wow. Him. I would take all wow. three. Um, Wilson is a more natural player at the position, more natural thrower, pocket passer. Justin Fields is more talented, arm talent and athleticism. And Trey Lance, I think, is more talented than Sam Donald. And so, I'm not bypassing one of those guys for Sam Donald just to try and prove. I mean, I can't even say prove my team right that we took him. I, look, I, I think the system is going to be better for him because they're talking about him hiring someone from the Shanahan tree and putting a system that can make the game very easy for the quarterback. Those other guys are better quarterbacks and better players, though. Yeah, I just I, they have to me the draft starts there. That's where the draft Absolutely. starts. Absolutely. So it so Trevor Lawrence is number one overall. This whole Justin Fields, Ohio State. Yeah, no, ties, he's that's like, a- he's going. I think the reason Urban took the job is because he could get the quarterback that he wanted, which I would assume would be. Trevor Lawrence. And so, hey, that's T- that's Tunyon over there talking about, hey, Jonas, I heard you've been talking about me. Oh, Come God. see me as he, he catches a big I mean, pass down, yeah, of course. down the field. I mean, of I'm, just, I'm just saying he was like, yeah. that's that's for you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, um, look, it, it, it's, it's one of those things. I, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to Jacksonville. Like, that's a done deal. I think you hear the conversation just because you have to have that conversation around it. But make no mistakes, down in Jacksonville, they're selling tickets because of Trevor and urban, not totally Justin agree. Fields and urban. That's <laughs> what it is. They're must see TV. They become primetime potential in terms of Monday night football and those things. Yeah, nah, that's, 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 nah, you're not going to outsmart the room. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up next here on FSR, we are going to get into the situation in the NFL. It was a blockbuster and what it means moving forward. That's here on FSR. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. So it was a blockbuster move in the NFL. We will get into what it means moving forward. Coming up here in just a couple of moments from now, that guy right over there is Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app and wherever you are taking part in this program. We appreciate you doing so. Having some fun here on Fox Sports Radio, on all of these Fox Sports Radio affiliates, and taking you all the way up until 8 p.m. Eastern time, 5 o'clock Pacific, right? Right here on FSR. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, because of technical difficulties, I did not get to do it to start off the show. So, Bucky Brooks, I'm like your wind-up toy. And all you got to do is wind me up, and here we go. This is a man who has got connections to multiple powerhouse programs, not only the North Carolina Tar Heels, not only the playoff Buffalo Bills, not only the playoff Green Bay Packers, not only the talk of the league, the Jacksonville Jaguars, but he is responsible for turning around Granada Hills High. He's also the reason you've tuned in here today. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for that man, the man, my man, Bucky. Struggling. What up, what up, what up? My guy. Now, Buck, you've talked about the middle eight. Right, you've talked about that in a game to where there's the middle eight, and that's that's an, and, and just explain the idea behind the middle eight and how it could actually impact this game between the Packers and the Rams. Okay, so the most important part of the game is what they call the middle eight. I won't necessarily say that I coined it. This comes from Michael Lombardi in his book, Gridiron Genius. So the last four minutes of the first half and the first four minutes of the second half are critical. And the reason why it is critical is because the team that gets the ball coming out of the second half, if they score – right before halftime and then they get the ball coming out, they have an opportunity to put up what we call a double score. So the Green Bay Packers just get a field goal to go into the halftime and they push the score up 19-10. If they come out now and score a touchdown, that is a 10-point swing that occurs before the Rams even get the ball back. And so this first drive by the Green Bay Packers coming out of the half is the most important drive of the game. 
Yeah, and uh, and look, they've the, the Rams have been able to hold them to field goals, which is always uh, you know could could play a big role. Um, you know, for those of you that uh, may have had Green Bay minus six and a half, that could be those could play a, have a major impact on the game. But if you're the Rams, you could be in much worse situations. Jalen Ramsey seems to be really pissed off. Uh, he he seems to be very frustrated. A salty. So, yeah, a little bit. So that'll be uh, that'll be something to uh, to keep an eye on. As you you know. He's going to want to write a uh, wrong for giving up that touchdown. Although, look, you're the uh, you you spent time as a defensive back. The touchdown to Devontae Adams, Jalen's fault, or did did somebody not uh, not get out of the way when he was trying to follow Devontae Adams in motion? Because he seemed very bothered by the situation. No, so what they want to do is they want to run a combo coverage, meaning there was a cornerback, a defensive back that was already on the side where Devontae Adams was running, and he was on his man. Jalen Ramsey is in a trail position behind Devontae Adams on the other side of the line. So what he wanted was the guy who was already on that side take Devontae Adams while he's moving, and then he would switch and take that guy's assigned receiver. And so it's a way to protect yourself from getting picked and getting bumped over so you can't get caught up in the traffic. Because they didn't communicate it, it ends up being an easy score. So Jalen was mad because whoever was on that side either didn't get the check or didn't have the awareness to make that check. It had to be something that they'd already talked about on the field. So again, they are at halftime there in Green Bay. We will keep you posted on the second half of that game as it transpires. Um, so let's get into uh, the. I, I would. We talked a little bit about it last hour here on Fox Sports Radio, but I wanted to uh, get into it a little bit more with you here. The Urban Meyer to Jacksonville move for the Jaguars. Um, one of the things that I thought was funny is so Shad Khan comes out and the owner of the Jaguars and he says something about having personnel and. Uh, he's gonna, you know, make final. Uh, uh, con- he's gonna have control of the roster, what? And so, of course, people sort of, you know, panicked a little bit and said, "Oh my God, that could be trouble. That could be a problem." Urban Meyer doesn't take this job unless he's got some pull and some stroke within the organization. Correct? I mean, this he's got to have. I I would imagine enough power and control of the roster that that's why he was enticed to want to take this gig. Absolutely, is is Urban Meyer's kingdom. Um, make no mistake about it. Now, Shah Khan is going to hold Urban Meyer um, and the general manager accountable for whatever decisions are made. I think the main thing, Shad wants to show everyone on the outside that he is more involved. Um, there was a lot of conversation this year uh, when things were going on. He just let Dave Caldwell and Doug Marone kind of do their thing out of light. And he wants to be a good owner. He wants to give people the opportunity to do what they do, to hire them for the jobs you know, they were, they're assigned, expected to do, and to let them do it. He just wants to let everyone know that he's still holding the new people accountable. But this is Urban Meyer's deal. He will set the organization from top down, and every football decision, and in my opinion, will be made with his input. Now, let me add, because you obviously have ties to the organization. You're a former Jaguar. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, is that your Twitter profile picture? Ah, it is. A little, little, little yeah. return. Little tick. I, I'm, I'm their color guy for their preseason games and everything else. Yeah. I mean, I mean, back when uh, back when they actually had decent uniforms. Oh, the uniforms but... are back to decent. They're nice now. Mm, okay. Come I mean, on. They're nice. I mean, they're yeah, nice and plain. I mean, yeah, Come on, man. You heard this... Urban. You heard Urban know. yesterday talk about making the Jaguar matter, making it mean something. Uh, listen, Having pride. And, and, okay. And here's, here's why. 
way, I believe that it's a good job because a lot of people will, will, because of the losses, people just assume, oh my God, that's a bad job. Here's why I believe it's a good job. Number one, they show a commitment to their coaches that I don't think gets talked about a lot. And I brought this up before. You could say whatever you want about the Jaguars, but did Gus Bradley not get every opportunity to turn that thing around? Mm-hmm. I mean, he was given chance after chance, four-win season, three-win season, over and over again. They stuck with him and showed a commitment to him that they weren't going to just turn and burn him. When a lot of other organizations, in fact, I would argue majority of teams in the NFL would have said bye-bye after two years. They would have said, it's not happening here. Same thing with Doug Marone. Doug Marone, there was people that were surprised that he was brought back this season, but they at least showed a commitment to Doug Marone and said, you know what? We believe that this is our guy. We're going to stick by him, and we're going we're gonna to ride with him for as long as this thing goes on. And ultimately, he ended up having to part ways. But, Bucky, I never even heard a hint that Doug Marone was going to get fired in season. That was that was never even nobody ever even discussed that and they were one of the worst teams and ended up being the worst team in the NFL. So from a coach standpoint when you see how cutthroat it is around the league I think Jacksonville's a good gig because you know there's a history. The past two coaches there, they've showed a commitment and they've actually stuck by those guys. Yeah, I think the best organizations are the ones that are stable, that give their guys every opportunity to succeed. People understand that Shotcon has been very, very patient with coaches and his general managers to give them the full opportunity to, to implement any plan that they wanted to execute when it comes to building up the team. And so the reason why this job is attractive, if you're urban, This is a franchise that has lost double digits nine out of ten years. Nine out of ten years. So any improvement is going to be celebrated. Now, because they've reached rock bottom, he gets an opportunity to do exactly what he wants to do, how he wants to do it. And the things that we will hear that he wants to do, um, he'll talk about an upgraded practice facility. They will bring in the top um, sports medicine, uh, sports nutritionist, mental coaches, all of that other stuff. They're really trying to upgrade kind of like the the program from top to bottom. And then he's going to bring in players. And it helps when you get the number one pick and you have an opportunity to get Trevor Lawrence. I think that played a huge role in why Urban took the deal. And I also, uh, and you probably know this better than me, but I heard that how how Shad Khan got interested in football, he was actually going to school at Illinois, mm-hmm. if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. He was in Champaign in Illinois, and that was the year that the Bears were renovating Soldier Field, and he was going to games there at the University of Illinois to watch the Bears, and that's how he got interested in the NFL. Well, man, that hasn't been that long ago. I mean, what was that, like 2003? So, <clears throat> so the fact that he ended up buying a team, you could tell this is a guy who truly loves football. Like, you could say whatever you want about Jerry Jones. Jerry mm-hmm. Jones genuinely loves football. I think he won a national championship mm-hmm. in college, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So so it, it's not just a toy to him. I think he actually legitimately wants this team to be good. And I think that's why Urban Meyer taking this job tells me, as you pointed out, it's going to be Urban's kingdom. And, and Shad Khan's going to get out of the way because he wants a winner. He wants a good team. He does want a good team, and he needed a culture builder. That said, there's still some questions. I mean, we can't just say, oh, hey, no, 100%. Urban's going to be able to do it without fail. The biggest thing Urban will have to find out, not only the mix, because Adam Kaplan mentioned uh, the mix of pro and college coaches, he has to get the right personnel, man, and he has to make sure that 
he has a plan to develop the young players because he can't recruit. He can't do all those things that were advantageous for him at Florida and then at Ohio State. And so he has to be patient enough to watch those young guys develop. That said, I, I fully believe that he's going to be able to get everyone playing hard. He can get them going in the right direction. It's just will his health, will exactly. his patience Bingo. allow him to kind of weather the storm that may take place? But look, I think I want to point everybody to Jim Harbaugh. When Jim Harbaugh took over the San Francisco 49ers, they were terrible. In that first year, in a lockout year, they went 13-3. and And so they had better talent. But just because he's coming from the college ranks, I wouldn't put it past him to have a level of success right away. And also, uh, there was the remember the old uh, the the thing they would do in San Francisco. Who's got a better than us? Nobody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like players f- just rallied around him, and they they could say, well, you know, he runs real hot, and he, you know, he burns out really, really quickly. But you know what? They never had a losing season in San Francisco. They were in a Super Bowl. They were in an NFC Championship game. And you can argue that NFC title game, the first one with Alex Smith as the quarterback, mm-hmm. if not if not for that fumble off, was it the kick return or the punt yeah. return by Williams, who's actually, I think, Kenny Williams, the former White Sox uh, front office guy, his son, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. The, the, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, then maybe San Francisco is in, in back-to-back Super Bowls. I mean, that's, that's not that far-fetched considering, because I think it was that year and then the year after, when Kaepernick took over because of the concussions mm-hmm. and that's when they made that run. So it worked for Harbaugh and, and the players seem to really enjoy it. But to, as you mentioned, the health thing, that's that's what I look at because we've now seen it multiple times mm-hmm. to where for whatever reason, he just he couldn't do it anymore, whether it was health or he had just was burnout, whatever the case may be. And I just wonder if he knows going into that that I've got to hire the right people around me so that doesn't happen, or if he's just going to go all in to try and make this thing work, say they struggle a little bit early on, and maybe year three he's looking around going, this is too much work, that more work than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, That's no, my concern. I, I wonder, but I will say this. Um, listening to him, not only at the presser, but digging a little deeper, researching him uh, on some podcasts and stuff, he's been c- contemplating this for a while. He talked about this in the fall about studying teams and he studied the Patriots and the Saints and cultures and understanding the game. So I think this wasn't a move that in a week he was like, yeah, oh yeah, you know what? Maybe I'll take a pro job. So I think he has a plan in place for how to deal with the pro game. I think the biggest thing will be when you have so many young players, how quickly can he develop them to make them competitive in a division that features the Tennessee Titans, the yes. Indianapolis Colts, and then I mean the the Texans are a mess, but they have to be able to kind of close ground on those guys. But I wouldn't bet against him because having watched him at Bowling Green and at Utah and at Florida and Ohio State, he has won everywhere. And so I just think it's different. This is different than what Nick Saban inherited because Nick Saban never had the opportunity to get the quarterback right. Urban Meyer does if Trevor Lawrence is everything that we think he is. Uh, he's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, there is a developing situation at quarterback for one franchise, and it could get really, really ugly, and it's not the situation you think we're talking about. That's next here on FSR. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! <laughs> 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Ah. <clears throat> Come on, Bucky. They play this at Jaguar games? <laughs> yeah, I don't know about this. Uh, come on, man. A little Shaka Khan for Shad Khan? Come on now. <laughs> they don't play this? I love it. Tell you, man. This should be played. So good. Yeah. If you didn't know a single thing about the history of the United States. You could turn this song on right now. Turn it up at this part and you could go Oh yeah. Yeah, that's the nineteen eighties. That is yeah, we're, the we're gonna 1980s, go for the nineteen eighties. For sure. That's yeah. This is all nineteen eighties. The uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars theme song, uh, Shaka Khan in honor of Shad Khan here on Fox Sports Radio. He is Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up here um, later on this hour, I, look, it could be 10 minutes from now. It could be 15 minutes from now. I have no idea. Guy's a diva. and uh, and But we will have another edition of the Iowa Minute here on Fox Sports Radio as we talk about a state that has no professional sports teams. So that's always good here on Sports Radio. <laughs> about uh, 25 minutes from now, Jim. Um, yeah. All right. So we, uh, we do have an NFL playoff game going on on Fox. It is the Rams at the Packers and Bucky Brooks. Are we on the brink of a blowout? Could we be on the brink of a blowout here? We're, we're teetering right now right now we're in the corner and we're we're looking we're looking at the corner and the 
corner has the towel. They, they, yeah. They're holding it. They're, yep. Show me something, Rock. Show me <laughs> yep. something, Rock. That's, that's, what, that's, that's where we're at. We don't yeah. want to throw in the towel, but come on, show me something. Yeah, it is 25-10. Uh, to 10. The Packers with a lead. Uh, Green Bay got the ball to start out the second half. You talked about the middle eights. It's important. Uh, the Packers got a score. They got a field goal before halftime. Then they got the ball in the second half, uh, and they uh, put together a 75-yard drive. Aaron Jones on a touchdown run, and uh, they've extended the lead. 25-10 is the score. The Rams got the ball back, couldn't get anything going. Jared Goff got sacked on a third down, so they've now punted the ball away, although I do think there's a glimmer of hope for the L.A. Rams, Bucky Brooks. Okay, what's, um, the, what's, and, what's, 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 the, what's that? And that's that glimmer of hope is uh, Tavon Austin in the return game, because I don't know what he's doing half the time. Like, I don't know what he's doing. It's like he pretends like the ball is like a pipe bomb. Like, like, Stay out the dude, way. Dude, yes, get the hell out of the way, man. Like, I don't know. Like, what are you t- – or it's like a cobra, and he's trying to, like, wrestle it and throw it out of the yard. Like, dude, stay as far away from that. He, he fumbled against the Bears a couple of weeks ago. They pointed out in the broadcast earlier. So, at least there's a glimmer of hope. Maybe the Rams should just punt every time they get the ball. I mean, maybe that's the case. Maybe. That might be that might be a deal. God, I was hoping this was going to be a good game. It's. I mean, it, like, so here's the thing, Jonah. Damn it. It, it really hasn't been a bad game. I, I, I think what the Rams were trying to do defensively, they were trying to bleed the game, meaning they wanted to play soft against the pass, dare the Green Bay Packers to run the ball, and they have run the ball successfully. 23 carries, 149 yards. Aaron Rodgers has been 14 for 21. He hasn't been spectacular, no, but he's he been hasn't. efficient. And the main thing is that the Rams have been able to run the ball. They're averaging five – Five yards a carry is just that dead middle eight. That double score at the the score at the end of the half and the score at the beginning of the second half. That's the game. It was sixteen ten after that touchdown by the Rams. The field goal and then the touchdown coming out of the half yeah. changed the game. It made a game that was very very close to was seemingly a blowout. Yeah, and look, let's just be, uh, if we can be completely truthful about something here. Um, Everybody, look, we are in in the year of let's all get together and ball wash Aaron Rodgers. All right, Mm -hmm. it it is that year. Aaron Rodgers has made it a point to campaign that he wants to be the MVP, and it's fine. Whatever. He's got a level of arrogance to him, and that's fine. Doesn't offend me. Doesn't bother me. It just is what it is, and if you try and push back on it, you're just a fanboy. Okay, so... This is the year of let's all get together and let's all wash the balls of Aaron Rodgers. It's what it is. And Rob Parker's leading the charge. And so Rob Parker uh, likes to gloat and tell everybody how right he's been about Aaron Rodgers. But unfortunately, you got a couple of guys, all right? You, you, you got a couple of guys like Bucky and myself who don't like to go and just scratch the surface on stuff. We like to look deeper into things. And I would just like to point out, all right, this is all I'd like to point out, that in the last couple of games for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, right? And I just want to point this out here. Um, Let's go back to the game against the Carolina Panthers. That was a Saturday night game. Did Aaron Rodgers look all that hot, Bucky Brooks? They won the game, but did he look all that hot? No, No. not at all. Yeah. Not at Um, all. Then a couple of weeks later against the Chicago Bears, you can look at the score there all you want, but Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he had a couple of deep throws, but he probably should have been picked off about three times. And and Mm -hmm. there were passes that were dropped by the Bears' defense. So he didn't look all that spectacular, but a bunch of box score readers would look at it and go, oh my God, he was amazing. No, if you watch the game, he wasn't. He should have been picked off twice in this game in the first half. Mm -hmm. 
a couple of throws into the end zone, and those are red zone turnovers that were there for the taking for the Green Bay for the L.A. Rams, and it didn't happen. So this idea that he's playing on another level, all world football right now, I push back on. Man, I don't think he's being that spectacular over the past couple of weeks. To be honest with you, I know it, it is really crazy. It is crazy. Oh boy, he missed a layup. He missed a layup. And, Aaron Rodgers had some beautiful balls. <laughs> Yeah, that's Did Rob Parker. That? That's that's Rob Parker at a stall in Green Bay. That, that's where that's from. Uh, yeah, and and that throw right there. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a wide open throw that he missed. But nobody's going to talk about that. No, nobody's going to point that out. They're just going to simply talk about how, how great he's been. And I've just seen him not look all that hot towards the back end of the season. And if we do the same critique of Tom Brady and and how he hasn't been, he's not great historically over the past couple of years in the back end of the season then we got to treat Aaron Rodgers the same. And they're winning games and good for them. But, you know, I, it just, I, I look at this and I go, look, he, it's not like he's lighting up the league. It's not a Patrick Mahomes-type performance. You know, there's there's been a bunch of opportunities for teams to pick balls off, and it hasn't happened. So you know. Yeah, I mean, they, they have missed – they didn't cash in their lottery tickets when they got them. And so, you know, it, I, in these playoff games, those things matter. When you get a chance to touch the ball as a defender, you have to make the pick. And uh, and and listen, he just had a very fine play from the end zone. We're not saying he sucks, but I, I will point this out though: if if the Rams were to come back and win this game, um, I'm going to call you, and I just want you to answer because I'm then going to three way FaceTime Rob Parker. <laughs> All right, and I'm not going to say anything. I just want to hear the conversation between you guys. Because he's got he's got something coming to him. Uh Look, he he has it right now. It's all it's all going his way right (laughs) now. All right, Bucky Brooks, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. So coming up next here on FSR, there's a developing situation at quarterback for one team. It's not the situation you think we're going to get into. We will get into that here. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, Tom Brokaw, who's on the updates today. That's Commander David Gascon. Yeah, what's up, Gas? Man, I can. I don't know about you guys. I can hardly wait to see uh, Michael Carter and Javante Williams leave Chapel Hill next year. Mm, really? I mean, I don't even. Uh, is there? I mean, they're there gone. College? They're gone. There, I don't even know. Like, they're gone. Those guys are out. Yeah, they're gone. Is, is there college mean? basketball on right now? No. I have no idea. No, 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 no. He's, he's, he's talking about Detroit. Mm. You know what? I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see Sark bring Texas back. Oh, I know. So everybody back from SC where? Can Essie can regret what? letting Sark go. Back yeah. from where? Sark, Sark, Sark. Hey, yeah, how about Texas this? Texas has been back, right? For a, a while. A, no, no, it's uh, back. They're officially back now. A, a, All a, gas, a, no breaks. Hey, <laughs> Bucky. Hey, Bucky. How about this? How about the fact that oh, the last God. two national champions, uh, the head coach was with the USC, and they wouldn't give him the job. And then the offensive coordinator for this year's yeah. team uh, was was also the head coach there, but they chased him out uh, just because mm-hmm. they didn't last call too early. Yep. Chased him out. Got him up out of there. How's that, Dave? I mean, you could also add JT Daniels, who had a pretty decent year this year for Georgia. Yeah. J- JT or Jack? <laughs> Sorry about that. JMB straight and the <laughs> That is enough. Double absolute martini. Listen, I, I, you know, since everything is over in Della, things have been certified in other parts of the country. Uh, I, I will like the uh, the court here of Lee DeLapp and Iowa Sam to at least acknowledge the fact that uh, 
You and uh, and Bucky Brooks need to come do now with uh, with payment on my steak dinner. What steak what, dinner? What what steak uh, dinner? Granada dinner? Hills did not finish the season of oh, 2020 with a Dave. record over 500. No, no, no. Th- no this, hey, is not gonna be, this is not going to be some COVID asterisk. <laughs> That's, That's not, not how this up. works. <laughs> they shut the season <laughs> down. What do you Dude, want them to do? Put me, oh put me in, Coach. No, oh listen. Anybody listen, knows. I'm on a filet mignon. Okay, no. Medium. BS. Smash. <laughs> okay. Asparagus, grilled right, onions. Everybody, by the way, awful throw by Aaron Rodgers there. Yet again, uh, to Marquez Valdez-Gantling. Uh, awful throw. Uh, listen, Dave. The rest of that is nice to eat. Yeah, yeah it is, but it's too bad he's not going to eat it. Yummy. Here's the thing. When you when you make a bet in baseball, yes. it clearly says on the bet ticket. That's not true. Both pitchers, no. both pitchers no. have to start the game That's not for, the true. Bet, for the bet to be considered not re- a, a legitimate true. bet. That is a bold-faced lie that's, to a that's, national that's audience. True. There's that's true. There's no ways. You can so, bet pitchers or you can bet action straight up. That is a okay. lie. Yeah, but we bet pitchers. No. <laughs> yes, we did. We bet pitchers. Like that's that's how we did it, Dave. Oh, and man. and the fact that COVID shut down the season, Bucky and I shouldn't have to pay for your Mastros because a, we got a, screwed by you, by you your. Can't uh, even, you can't even get a Mastros now. COVID is LA shut down. Hey, listen, yeah, exactly. Listen, we made this bet at the beginning of 2020 when there was already signs of a pandemic. Hey, so. let me tell you something, Dave Newsom. You guys are all right. <laughs> you, 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 don't don't hold don't hold Bucky and I to a different standard just because your Lord and Savior yeah. shut down the state. To, all right. To be fair, though, if we did go to Mastro's to have that dinner, our our mayor here would actually shut down the restaurant from water and power. So. He absolutely would. Yeah, he absolutely would. <laughs> Unless he was getting takeout food. Don't worry. <laughs> oh boy, guys, uh, Packers right now put the Rams on life support. They lead twenty. 25-10 in this one. Aaron Rodgers is 15-25 for 190, a touchdown pass. Aaron Jones on the ground, 10 carries for 85 yards. Aaron Donald has been in and out of this ballgame so far with his rib injury. Jared Goff, 9-11, of 11, 91 yards. The nightcap, of course, Buffalo and Baltimore kickoff time at 8-15 Eastern. Bills, three-point favorites in that ballgame. There should be some snow, and there'll be plenty of wind in that one. College basketball today, number two, Baylor, 68-60 over Texas Tech. I don't know, man. I, I think uh, it's not happening, Dave. Why? Listen, we, we got to play games. We got to play games before we can, uh, you know, be, be uh, you know, pay off this bet. Wow. Aaron Rodgers had some beautiful balls. He sure does, Rob. Thank you. <laughs> there's there's a Aaron Rodgers cabana boy, Rob Parker. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did I do that? Oh, yes. <laughs> like, oh, it's gosh. just ridiculous. Uh, All right. Um, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up 15 minutes from now, we will have another edition of the Iowa Minute, which is code for Bucky and I are going to take off for about 10 minutes uh, while while Sam does that because we don't want any part of that. But we will have an Iowa Minute. uh, That coming up 15 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. So, Bucky Brooks, I was going to ask you uh, more about this uh, Deshaun Watson stuff because he's doing the whole uh, passive-aggressive, let-me-run-to-Twitter crap to where he's like sending out cryptic tweets and Mm. everybody's got to try and decode him and see what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. But here's the one that I think is even more interesting. So Armando Salguera of the Miami Herald comes out with a, uh, with a column this week in which members of the dolphins, teammates of the dolphins are not sold on Tua. 
that he's a great guy, super nice guy, but that they were a little bit taken aback when it was announced that they're not going to, you know, try and create any sort of a quarterback competition or whatever, that Tua is going to be the guy going into next year. Mm-hmm. How's that land with you? Because you know Tua, and, and I believe you've worked with him before, but how does that land with you when you hear teammates making comments like that to a reporter in Miami? No, I mean, it, look, it's, it's the truth. I think if the players feel like that, and if Brian Flores and the staff and the personnel department has said everything is going to be about competition, if you hand Tua the starting job without making him earn it or compete for it, it does send a mixed message. And if it was a situation where they were looking at Brian, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua on the same field, and it's clear and apparent that Tua is significantly behind Ryan Fitzpatrick, it does create a problem. And so uh, I think those guys were being honest, and I think anyone who works at a job and the boss has said, hey, man, we're going to promote the best guys – if it becomes a political deal where someone is promoted and it's not the best person or the hardest worker, it creates an issue. And so if your culture is built on best players play, you can't try and run an end run around that premise to just have the top draft pick be the starter. It doesn't work like that. I just I, – I don't – I am not a fan of how this whole thing's been handled uh, with Tua. Like, I just feel like there's no grace period. Like, there, there's no sort of – he's you know, let him develop, let him do – it's just people have already made up their mind. It feels like Brian Flores kind of made up his mind in a couple of games this year that, oh, this is what he is. Uh, you know, I don't want to – I don't want to leave him out there. I just want to win these games. I just think it's – I think it's bizarre. And it actually – it kind of reminds me of the Russell Wilson situation in Seattle to where you had a bunch of – the defensive players weren't really big fans of him because, mm-hmm. you know, his personality or whatever. And they felt like there was, you know, he was getting preferential treatment from the organization. And there was all that stuff that was going around. And ultimately, they had to move on from those guys because they were so vocal about it. Well, like these guys haven't been as vocal, but they are going to reporters and expressing their concerns with this. And if I was to a man, that would bother me a lot. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it can be bothersome, but play better. Like, I mean, that's that's ultimately what it comes down to. Like, he has to play better, and he knows. And just like the Russell situation with um, the vets on the defensive side of the ball, they're saying leadership. You can't anoint who the leaders are on the team. You can put a C on the chest. You can do those things or whatever. But players will always assess players, and they will tell you exactly who are the really good players. And if there's some questions or hesitation from those defenders, well, Tua hasn't shown them enough, and that's why they're so vocal about, "Mm, we need to see a little more. Uh, Do you think that Brian Flores uh, benching him twice has maybe given some of these players the, yes, the, the feeling that they can speak out like this against him. Yeah, he undermined Tua a little bit by by benching him, by not making him play through the mistakes. He created this conversation that will hover over the franchise the entire offseason. Not only about is Tua worthy of being the starting quarterback, but did the Miami Dolphins make a mistake? Should they have taken Justin Herbert over him? Is he even the franchise quarterback? Hey, should they take one of these guys that we're talking about? Uh, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. I mean, how good is he? And so by benching him twice, that's that's what it is. If you hadn't benched him, you probably don't have these conversations as loud. But because as a head coach, you've shown maybe not 100% confidence in his ability. 
Yeah, you, you you crack the door, and you know us on this side. We love a story. Uh, well, that's, so we uh, yeah. Go, we, hey, we we got to get the clicks. Uh, and and here's it's like uh, you know why do uh, like why do they tell you all right don't curse around young young children like like what now most of the time kids don't even know what those words mean but it, it's you don't want them to think well because so and so said it I can say it now well when you've got Brian Flores who has twice told his team and told people publicly, yeah, he wasn't good enough in this spot. I'd rather go to the other guy twice in games in his rookie season. That just feels like it's given those players the green light to be able to speak out however they want to speak out. So I asked you this last hour here when it came to, all right, the Jets and Sam Darnold. All right, which quarterbacks are you taking ahead of Sam Darnold? I'll ask you the same thing this hour with Tua Tagovailoa. Of the quarterbacks that could be available where Miami is picking in the top five, which ones mm. are you taking ahead of Tua based on the one year that you've seen of him? Oh, man, yeah, it's tough because I'm a Tua fan, but I'll say this. Uh, Justin Fields has more athleticism and talent. Um, Zach Wilson is more athletic based on what we've seen. The arm talent is big boy arm talent. It's tough. It's a hey, Justin and Zach Wilson are tough. Like it's, oh, geez, it's a conversation. Man. It's debatable. I if I'm the Dolphins, I take one of the quarterbacks anyway, and here's why: it you can never have too many good quarterbacks. And look, if you make those guys compete, the best guy wins. Then you auction off the next guy. You don't lose anything. We've only seen this play out at the top of the board two times in NFL history: Arch Leister. Back in 83-84, the Colts took back-to-back quarterbacks. And then 89-90, Troy Aikman was drafted one. They took Steve Walsh in the supplemental draft the next year with the one. And they did only time we've seen top five picks go back-to-back at quarterback by the same team. And so this could be an opportunity for them to get a major chip, a major piece to solidify the most important position. So I would take the quarterback over anything else that's available to the Miami Dolphins. Oh my God, man! What a what? Well, first of all, well, no, listen, listen. Compete. Oh, exactly. I love it. I mean, I'm just already thinking about my God. We're gonna have so much to talk about when it comes to the draft. Oh, it's on, gonna man. be so much damn fun. You just wait to mock draft season start. Oh my God, I can't wait for my and then, and then we're gonna have Bucky Claus, the return of Bucky Claus. <laughs> people, people get to call in and sit on your lap and ask you what their team should do in the draft, oh, and then it, and then it, all, it always turns into Bucky saying, No, 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 no. Just let me let me tell you. This is not what I would do, but this is what I believe your team is going to do. And then they get angry with you because their team wants to do something. don't, Don't be mad at me. It's a tradition unlike any other here at Fox Sports Radio. Uh, all right. Bucky Brooks, Jonas Knox here on FSR. Uh, you can hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, the L.A. Rams have the ball, are driving, have put together a really nice drive. They are inside the red zone of the Green Bay Packers, down 25-10. Third quarter winding down. We'll have details on how drive turns out for the Rams but coming up next it is the return of the Iowa Minute Uh, we haven't done it in a week and I wish it was two years to be quite honest with you but the Iowa Minute is next here on FSR 
He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up top of next hour, a little over 10 minutes from now here on FSR, we are going to take a look ahead at the game of the weekend in the NFL. So that'll be happening top of next hour, a little over 10 minutes from now here on FSR. Uh, Bucky Brooks, we have a, a Cam Akers touchdown run. And then uh, I don't know how many pages in to Sean McVay's playbook, the hook and ladder is on two point <laughs> on the two point conversion, but we did yeah. see it a hook and ladder for a, con- a successful two point conversion, and the Rams have pulled within seven. It is twenty five eighteen Green Bay at mm, home. Nice uh, end of the third quarter. Uh, Aaron Rodgers picking up a crucial third down there, uh, and the Green Bay Packers will keep the chains moving. But a hook and ladder on a two point conversion. How about that? Man, you gotta like it. You gotta like Sean McVay being daring. Um, this is a great game. I mean, we talk about that middle eight. That's the difference in this game, Jonas. Yeah. The two dropped interceptions in the end zone, the field goal, then the touchdown coming out. That's really been the, divi- the the difference because the Packers' defense can't stop the run. No. And so it's all about their offense kind of being their best defense. And so problematic. They may advance today, but I think it's something that we got to keep an eye on going forward. Yeah, and we do have a uh, Devontae Adams-Jalen oh. Ramsey matchup at the top. And uh, oh. Devontae Adams with another catch on Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, that... Uh, I mean, that's not like a little seven-yard catch. You can have those. That, those don't hurt. Like <laughs> so paper, he's, he's okay it's like those. paper cuts. Oh, those right. are paper cuts. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. He has six for 50. Six for 50, one touchdown. He's having eight yards per reception, Devontae Adams. So, Jalen will take that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. You can take that. Interesting. I mean... Um, all right. So uh, speaking of what we don't want to take, uh, we don't want to take any more time away from the Iowa minute, Bucky, because, uh, you know, there's nothing. He's really to... honest about that, too. Like he always like the break before this rap. Rap. Oh, yeah, we can't Rap. wait. Oh, yeah. Couldn't care less about any other segment. Couldn't care less about any other segment except the one before the Iowa minute. So without further ado, here comes this crap. Hey, got a minute? Hey, this heaven? No. It's Iowa. Like you give a damn. Now presenting the most up-to-date happenings from Iowa's four Division I teams. Ladies and gentlemen, cows and pigs. It's the Iowa Minute. Here's Iowa Sam. All right, let's go. Let's you guys go. are forcing me to do this as like a real Iowa Minute, like a literal minute here. This is hot off the press, but I could have run over to Ron's bigger subs and uh, grabbed right. a sub and come back. I mean, what, would you get to it? Like, right. you blame us God. for this, and no. you're the one uh, lollygagging around and playing grab Devontae ass. Adams is impressive uh, yard per average. All right, guys, Iowa State Drake and Iowa State staged a horse race this week. Blows your mind, doesn't it? Uh... In January to boot, yes, because of COVID ransacking the nation, it was the first annual running of the post ponies. Okay, that joke, that joke made more sense in my head. Uh, what? Horse meat sandwich out there. Okay, uh, wait, is it 2 a.m.? I'm sorry, I uh, had an overnight flashback, thought I was oh doing a puns God. of fun there for the Prince of Darkness. Oh we don't God. appreciate your jokes, old man. Aha! Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm running low on time. Okay, uh, yes, a thundering case of postponement running through uh, Iowa State, Iowa, and Drake. Uh, we're going to skip ahead a little bit. Listen, Iowa State was supposed to go to number six, Kansas. I bet they're relieved that they don't have to because uh, they are just getting no breaks with the schedule right now. They also had a game against Kansas State postponed as well. Um, let's see here. 
Ah, number five, Iowa, coming off a nice win over then number 16, Minnesota, was supposed to host Michigan State on Thursday night. Nope, postponed again. By the way, did you guys see what now number 23, Minnesota, did to number seven, undefeated Michigan today? Nope. Ah, he schooled them, but this guy last Sunday handed the Gophers their diplomas from the School of Hard Knocks. Well, the Hawks are getting stops. Now they're trying to convert more. Garza inside, reverse layup, good with the left hand. That's Gary Dolphin, Learfield IMG College, and Drake. Drake, uh, 13-0, was supposed to tango at Missouri State tomorrow. Yeah, we'll have to be rescheduled. This Drake team, guys, my goodness, just pummeling the opposition. This team deserves to be ranked. Bulldogs are receiving votes. One of just a few undefeated teams left in college basketballs. You guys want to know some Final Four talk? You want to hear some Final Four talk? Dig this. Sure. Put this shovel in the the ground. In the girt. Tim Doyle, who's a college (laughs) basketball analyst, he played at Northwestern. He has Baylor Gonzaga... Iowa and Drake in his final four. That's crazy. All right, guys, I was on the Jason Smith show earlier this week, and uh, guess who Jason Smith has in his college football final four? Give this a listen. And I'm going to put in because, look, they were this good this year. Not only is their head coach staying, they're bringing basically everybody back. Like, their entire two-depth depth chart is coming back. Iowa State. Wow. I love, it. I love wow. the ins- insertion of the clones. Obviously, Iowa That's Sam on the ones and twos tonight. Thanks, Iowa Sam. Uh, you just made his That's year. Nice. Like, he may clip that audio off and, and just play it time <laughs> it's good. and time again. That'll football. end up in the Iowa Minute on Saturday. That is yeah. meta. Mm. That is <laughs> meta, like Harmon. Yes, Jason has Iowa State in his final yeah. four. And nothing like That's a college crazy. football preview 12 months out. No, That's I love it. Well, Jason Smith got into it, and I loved it. All right, that's your Iowa Minute. I'm sweating. That's it. What is wrong with you? I don't know. That was got off to a rocky start. Why? What is? What is? I don't, what is wrong with you? What is your I major malfunction, no Private Pile? <laughs> Unbelievable! What a disaster! This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Well, this is getting much more interesting than I think a lot of people expected. We will tell you what it is coming up here just a couple of moments from now. That guy right there is Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can spend time with us as always on the iHeartRadio app and on all of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are taking part in the program. We appreciate you doing so. Hanging out here on a beautiful Saturday and a beautiful game is taking place right now on Fox. And uh, Bucky Brooks, as we take everybody all the way up until 8 p.m. Eastern time, I wanted to get into uh, previewing the Ravens-Bills game, which is going to be, I think, spectacular. But this game in Green Bay is getting dicey if you're a Green Bay Packer fan right now. Yeah, I think I think you have to be a little nervous. <laughs> you have to be a little nervous because a game that many felt like would be a blowout has now become a very, very tight game. And if you're the Rams, the only thing you could hope for is to make this game a fourth-quarter affair. Make it a 15-minute game where you have a chance to win on the road. They have the game in position to be able to do that. This drive is critical because you don't want to give it back to Aaron Rodgers. But if they can somehow pull it even, all of the pressure goes back to the Green Bay Packers. And then you get a chance to see if they're really up for the challenge of being a a Super Bowl champion. I mean, and you've made the point and you talked about this last hour, but for people that are just tuning in, that it really was that middle eight portion, the end of the first half, start of the second half, that's been the difference because right now, I mean, the the Rams defense been able to get after Aaron Rodgers. They've been able to force uh, three and outs or been able to Mm -hmm. force a stop on a third down. And they've at least got an opportunity, if they can get anything going uh, offensively, to be able to get in this game, uh, to get it close, and then maybe have a shot late but i mean this we look we talked about this a little bit earlier there's this there's this thing where people just think that aaron Rodgers is playing like mahomes was or like he's putting up numbers like mahomes and i I just don't see it man i think i think he he's making enough plays to uh, to keep the packers uh, in front with the lead but it does feel like the rams have figured out some sort of success or have at least figured out how to get stops against this packer offense at least in the second half well here's the thing and what the, the rams were doing and the strategy only failed because they gave up touchdowns. What the Rams wanted to do is they wanted to play bend but don't break defense, take away the big passing plays, keep everything in front, make them nickel and diamond, and really have a light box, meaning not drop an extra defender into the hole to defend the run. Dare the Green Bay Packers to run the football. And when you take that strategy, what you're hoping is you can let people run between the 20s, have all the yards they want, but when you get in the red zone, you force the opponent to kick field goals as opposed to scoring touchdowns. They got the Packers in those situations. They punched it in twice. But since that point, Green Bay has not been able to consistently drive the ball down the field on these 10 and 12 play drives. And so if you're the Rams and you're able to win those battles and then offensively you can get some points, you have the game in the fourth quarter, which is what you want, and they've been able to do it. Outside of that eight-minute mark that we talked about, the middle eight, they really control the game. Yep. The game is on the Rams' terms, and so you have to feel good about this if you're Sean McVay, but this 3rd and 16 is critical. 
Yeah, third and 16. Uh, the Rams are one for five on third down so far in the game, and they have the ball uh, inside their own territory, deep inside their own territory from their own 26. Uh, Jared Goff, uh, who's played pretty well, but uh, they're just going to throw underneath and try and uh, you know pick up a couple of yards and punt the ball away. So this is a big stop for the Green Bay defense. But, you know, considering the Aaron Donald's clearly not 100%. Right, he's mm-hmm. clearly not 100%. Cooper Cup's out. Uh, Jared Goff clearly isn't 100%. I, I mean, you, they're playing pretty well, man. I mean, all, all things considered, where they're at, the Rams, I mean, like you've talked about it. Yeah, they, they, you know, Green Bay got a couple of touchdowns and, and all that, but they're playing really, really well. So if, you're the, if you told the Rams, hey, here's the situation. You're going to be within one possession in the fourth quarter with under 10 minutes left, and you need your defense to come up with a stop, and you need to get the ball back to drive the field. I think they'd sign up for it. I think they've played much better than, than a lot of people expected them to in this spot. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this has been really a, a if you're Jerry Goff, regardless of the outcome, I think he silenced some of the critics. Hundred percent, because everyone had went, talked about him going on the road and he couldn't get it done. And it's a system he can't play in cold weather. He's just a guy that you play the undrafted free agent and ahead of him and all those things. And I think what he's shown the last two weeks against Seattle and then against the Packers, one. He has more toughness than people give him credit for. The fact that he's playing with a, uh, screws in his thumb, to me, signifies the toughness. And then his ability to play well against his defense, which has given some teams problems, he's carved them up. Now, the yardage won't say anything. He's been very effective. He's been efficient. He has kept his team in the game. And I think this is exactly what you want in a game on the road. Uh, Bucky Brooks, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. So we'll keep you up to date on that game. But uh, let's get into... I cannot wait for Ravens-Bills, which is the Saturday night cap here uh, uh, in the NFL divisional round of the playoffs. And both these teams come in sort of overcoming and exercising some demons. And we we were on the air after the Bills won that game last week, and it just felt like this sense of relief. Sean McDermott looking up into the skies like, oh my God, we finally did it since the mid-90s. You're a former Bill. You know about all the history and all the, you know, just the heartbreak, the Music City miracle, all of that stuff that they've had to deal with. And then you get the Baltimore Ravens who were hearing the same conversations. Lamar Jackson can't win a playoff game. He's had two cracks at it. Both at home, and he can't win the game. And you and I were talking about this towards the end of the season and saying, man, the one team that would be the scariest opposition heading into the playoffs in the AFC would be the Baltimore Ravens. There was something about them. Mm -hmm. They felt like they found something towards the end of the season. And sure enough, even after an early pick last week, Lamar Jackson shut some people up, and that dude played his ass off on the road and finds himself on the road against the Bills this week. Yeah, it was, I mean, that fantastic game. Fantastic game by him. And the fact that he had to do it in his own way, um, to me, I think that was most important. He didn't have to prove to people that he could throw it. He made plays with his feet. And now they've advanced. And the thing is, all the pressure's off the Ravens now. Agreed. They got the monkey off their back. The, the pressure shifts to the Buffalo Bills, who have to fend off the Baltimore Ravens, because people have said, this is the best team in the AFC. This is the hottest team. They can knock off the Chiefs. So now we get a chance to see Josh Allen versus Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson kind of can just play free and loose. And 100%. Do whatever he wants to do. I think that's a very, very scary thought when you're dealing with the Baltimore Ravens, who have always gone into playoffs as the hunted, not as the hunter. Tremendous difference in mindset. And let me ask you a question. Who do you think 
was the mo- more impressive of the two last week between the Bills and the Ravens? Who do you think looked better last week? Uh, look, I think they both had their moments. I, I felt like the Ravens were most impressive. I felt like watching the Bills, the Bills were hanging on, right? <laughs> like they were just yeah. hanging on for dear life and some things. They made some plays that they needed to make. And I would say the Indianapolis Colts, Colts gifted them a few opportunities on penalties and those things. They didn't play great. Now, that's it. A lot of nerves go into that first one. Maybe they got the nerves out. Maybe they played their best game. That's what I've wondered. Is that is is are these two teams now going to go on a roll because they got over the hump? Uh, I'm saying it right now. I like I like Baltimore in this game. I do too. I, I like, like I like this matchup. And oh, balls on the ground. Wow. Ooh. Ooh. God, I'd I'd love for somebody. To <laughs> I know to you. Would have. I want to see an EKG of Lee Delap right now. I want somebody to put to get connect to Lee Delap's heart right now. Um, that was and who who is that that fumbled the ball? Is that the kid AJ, from Boston College? Yeah, it was AJ Dillon. Is, Kid from Boston yeah. College, right? Mm-hmm. It yeah. did. You know what it reminds he me of? He got smoked. Well, he didn't really get the handoff all the way, but he absolutely got smoked. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of those times in the UFC where you see those big old heavyweights come in there. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> The, the knockouts in the heavyweight division, right. Right. They, they, they hit a little different. <laughs> well, here's, well, it's it's like when you when I hear these people talk about, they'll go, oh, man, how do you think this heavyweight boxer would do in the UFC? And I'm like, well, as long as he doesn't get hit. You know, like, as long, and, well, how do you think this UFC fighter would do in boxing? Well, I mean, look, here's the problem, is that you take a heavyweight boxer and all of a sudden you put these four-ounce gloves on uh, when he's been fighting with, you know, 10 or 12 or whatever they're fighting with at the heavyweight division, it's a whole nother level. Like Tim Sylvia was a former UFC champion, and he fought, I think it was Ray Mercer. And um, the fight starts, and Ray Mercer's got these MMA gloves on and lands one punch, and Tim Sylvia literally melts. I mean, turns into dust in the middle of the cage because now you've got a guy who's who's a professional puncher. That's all he's done his entire life, and he's got these little tiny gloves on, and he gets cracked. And it just looked like AJ Dillon ran into a guy that had little baby four ounce gloves on in the hole, and now he's on the ground uh, looking, trying to find his breath. He got cracked. My God, man. Um. So the Buffalo Bills and the Baltimore Ravens. So we both like the Baltimore Ravens in this game, then. Yes. And, and the and the big advantage is the Bills' rush defense is is bottom half of the NFL. Uh, if there's a flaw in the Bills' defense, you would point to the rushing defense. And and Baltimore, as we know, is the best rushing attack in the NFL. Yeah. Which, no. I, I mean, it's a, it's a problem. It is. It is a problem because. If they're not able to control the game, and this is all about control, and what I mean by control is when you're looking at the game, it's just like we watch those fights. You can tell who's in control, who has possession of the ball, who has the game on their terms. This game is one where if Baltimore gets the ball early and they're able to kind of establish themselves, run the ball, control the clock or whatever, puts a tremendous amount of pressure on Buffalo. And remember, Buffalo is without Zach Moss, their number one running back. And so Singletary is the guy who has to run the rock. And that has put a lot of pressure on Josh Allen to carry the running game. They cannot be the Baltimore Ravens, in my mind, if it's all Josh Allen. Somebody else has to show up and do something on the ground. (laughs) Okay, tell me if I'm crazy in thinking this. Um, Did he get his tooth knocked out? Did AJ Dillon get a tooth knocked out on that hit? Why did they just show? I mean, it looked like uh, if if he didn't have a mouthpiece in, it's very possible. You know, I know some of those guys like to be tough and don't want to put the mouthpiece in, but I mean, you get 
Hey, man. Hey, I'm putting a, a mouthpiece and a cup in. I don't care about the, <laughs> listen, I, I don't care about the thigh pads. I, 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 don't I don't know about you guys. I don't know about the cup. I'm, that's 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 a Jonas thing. I have never played football with a cup on. Uh, let me tell you, uh, Bucky, a gust of wind, and I and I'm doubled over. Oh my like, gosh! Come, uh, yeah, I, I get. Uh, give never me a cup. with a cup. I, I don't even know if any of my teammates play with a cup. Uh, uh, let's go live to our. I have a thought on jock straps insider David Gas. Kind of close to that. You guys are talking about the Bills Ravens game tonight. Yeah. You guys might need to switch your lines to Buffalo now. Why is that? If you go on the scores Twitter handle, Stefan Diggs, guys, he's got some awesome kicks for tonight's ball game. And I'll just say this he might be surgical with them. What, I'll give you a it? hint. He got he's got Denzel Washington from training day oh, with boy. a cigarette in his mouth when oh, he was in man. his car. It oh, is really it is really good, man. What, what what's the caption say? Player to player, pimp it, to pimp. It just says my and then dot dot dot. <laughs> what you know is what you can prove. <laughs> Uh, um, good man. It is good. <laughs> Listen, it is good. Um, now I just wonder: is is somebody from the Baltimore Ravens uh, like? Well, for, well, first of all, so let's if we're if we're going to agree that Jalen Ramsey and Devontae Adams like to talk a little bit, uh, I think we could also say that Marcus Peters and and Stephon Diggs are probably going to have a conversation or two. Correct? Maybe maybe just a little bit. Yeah. And the one thing about Marcus Peters is that, you know, he's not above going into a crowd if a fan tries him. Like, that's that's the one thing you could say about Marcus Peters. So that, that'll be a, a fun thing to watch as well, too. But, yeah, listen, I like Baltimore in this game. Um, but tell me if I'm crazy in thinking this, uh, Bucky, when it comes to uh, Josh Allen. Wow, what a throw. Finally a decent throw from Aaron Rodgers. And the Packers have scored. uh, Mm. And that is a touchdown. Alan Lazard, uh, a touchdown from Aaron Rodgers. And uh, it is now 31-18, extra point pending there at Lambeau Field. So finally a decent throw from Aaron Rodgers. Who hasn't had a decent throw in about four weeks? But mm-hmm. uh, but there it is. Uh, the Green Bay Packers have extended the lead. Um, t- tell me if I'm crazy when it comes to Josh Allen on this. As good as he plays, and as great as he's been, and as well as he's been developed there in Buffalo, don't you still? Aren't you kind of on the edge of your seat sometimes when he drops back to throw? Like you get this, you get this mm-hmm. sense that like, eh, is he going to hold on to this ball? You know, like, and and it almost happened late in that game last week against Indianapolis. Like, don't you get the sense that Josh Allen is still susceptible to potentially turning over the football at any moment? Because I still get that feeling, and I love Josh Allen, but I still get this uneasy feeling at times when I watch him play. Yeah, he still kind of he still kind of makes me a little nervous. He That's does, the thing. He has been on fire. I mean, he has been on fire all year, but still. But there's man, something like, there, man. I'm telling you. Like, you just don't know. Like, as good as – it's like it was like watching Jay Cutler. If Jay Cutler was having a great game, you were really excited about it, but you were just thinking to yourself, all right, when's he throwing a pick? Mm-hmm. Like, like, when's this going to happen? When is he going to tr- uh, test his luck a little bit uh, too much here and end up throwing an interception? Uh, but we will, uh, we will uh, have a lot of fun watching that game. All right, so the Green Bay Packers have extended the lead at Lambeau Field. Uh, they now have a 32. 30- 
22-18 lead over the L.A. Rams with under seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. So the Packers are in good shape, uh, minus their uh, their kick return uh, coverage, uh, who just allowed a big kick return uh, all the way uh, to uh, past the 40-yard line. So uh, the Rams will have good field position starting out this drive. All right, Bucky Brooks, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, we are going to talk to our NFL insider, our expert, and find out what's really wrong with one quarterback in the NFL. That's next here on FSR. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. God, Tunyon is such a blowhard, man. My God. Uh, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, coming up in, uh, we'll call it 10 minutes from now here on FSR, we are going to have another edition of In the Gutter with David Gascon. We are taking you into the gutter of Sports Talk Radio, and we will do so 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Updating you on the game at Lambeau Field. It is the Green Bay Packers with a 32-18 lead over the L.A. Rams. Fourth quarter. Uh, time is
is winding down. Just a couple of minutes left in that one as Green Bay looks to advance to the NFC Championship game at Lambeau Field uh, next weekend. Uh, right now, though, uh, we are going to catch up with a good friend of ours. He is Bruce Gradkowski. He is a former NFL quarterback, now an analyst with Pro Football Focus. He joins us every single week here at this time. Bruce, Jonas, and Bucky, how are you? How's everything going? Guys, I'm doing good. A uh, little surprised at this game. Not not uh, Green Bay winning or anything, but just what they're able to do offensively. You know, it's been pretty impressive. But what, what's your beef with Robert Tunya, man? He's, he's a beast. It's just he's such a lot. All, all he does is catch touchdowns. Like, that's it. He does. It, 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 it's, it's not, it's, he's not Travis Kelsey, for God's sakes. And he walks around like, he, like he's God's gift to tight ends. And I'm just thinking, about, like, dude, can somebody talk to him and just say, hey, man, if you were anywhere else, we're not having this conversation about you. It just, I, I don't get it. I mean, an undrafted guy, though, in the you know the, the impact he's made. I know it's Matt Lafleur's offense; they do a great job, you know, getting him the rock, and he's got Aaron Rodgers. But I just sense a little, you know, LA, um, LA bad moods out there right Listen, now. Listen, you know, well, you know what? It is? It's the heat. It's it's in the it's like eighty five degrees. It's hot and windy. People have bloody <laughs> noses because of the the stuff being uh, th- blown around here in the air. So yeah, there there could be a little bit of that. Uh, but yeah. as you're as you're watching this game, Bucky and I were talking about this just on the Ram side, uh, uh, Bruce. I actually am pretty impressed with Jared Goff. Like, I, I really am. I think yeah. to deal with what he's dealing with, he hasn't played that bad, but they're obviously in a tough spot with the injuries. I actually come away from this game pretty impressed with Goff. No, absolutely. I, I am too. I mean, guys, did I ever tell you the story when I was at Toledo and won the MAC championship game with a broken hand? Or do I tell you every week? <laughs> do I bring it up every week or not? It's a look, it's a new audience, Bruce. So there's some people that have never heard the story before. So that's why it's okay. No. no, but I mean, that's where I feel for Goff. You know, I broke my hand during the MAC championship game. Of course, we won, and I was a Mac, uh, you know, MVP. But anyway, uh, <laughs> with, with a broken right hand. But you know, I had surgery the next day. They put three pins in it. I tried to come back two weeks later uh, for the bowl game, and I I rebroke it. Like it was it was tough. And so for Jared Goff to come back this fast, you know, he's got three pins or whatever in the in his thumb. You just you don't have the range of motion. It's different. So for him to gut through this thing in a weather game like this, that it's, I mean, you could see it, it's not warm, um, it's different. So I, I do, I, I think he's just proven his toughness over there. Uh, it's, it's fun to see. I thought the Rams, honestly, were doing a good job early on. I mean, the Rams defense holding Green Bay to key uh, field goals in the first half, I thought helped. Um, and I think the Rams responded, you know, with some scores at times. But then it was just that late touchdown over the top Aaron Rodgers just nailed. That was pretty impressive. But, yes, overall, I think Goff, I mean, he's on point tonight. The ball's not coming out as a spiral. But, shoot, man, he's putting it in the right spots. And it's cool to see just his toughness he's playing with. You know, in in, in thinking about toughness and that stuff, tonight we'll get a chance to see – Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, these two young quarterbacks. What is the one thing that you're looking for, looking from from each quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 excited to watch this matchup because I want to see like how Baltimore plays Josh Allen because you know Baltimore's a defense that 
get, comes after you, right? They blitz a lot. They're <clears throat> one of the top blitz teams per our PF data and uh, PFF data. So my thing, though, is Josh Allen this year, he has like 16 or 18 touchdown passes against the blitz. He has three rushing touch, touchdowns against the blitz. If I'm the Ravens, I almost play zone, and I mix it up, and I make him make reads from the pocket. I don't want him to extend plays. Keep him bottled up in that pocket. Make him go through progressions. That's what I want to see tonight because last week you could tell Josh Allen started getting in a groove when he scrambled out, made a throw on the run, and boom, now he's into his mode, and he knows what he could get away with and what kind of plays he can make. Keep him in that pocket. So Lamar Jackson on the other end, you know, if you're going to play man-to-man against him, you know, the minute you turn your back and he's looking downfield and you give him a crease, he's going to crush you. So it's just really how these defenses are going to play these quarterbacks. I want to see I, – I, I hope they protect the football tonight because that's going to be the, the deciding factor. Uh, I want to see them make good decisions. And I can't wait, man, because they're two young, very competitive quarterbacks. Um, and I'm excited for this one. Uh, Bruce Gradkowski, former NFL quarterback, now an analyst for Pro Football Focus, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks of the air. Um, all right, so I want to get your, just from the standpoint of a quarterback. So Bucky's talked about playing in cold weather. Uh, and, and Bucky, I think you made the point one time that you tried to be a tough guy and go short sleeves in a playoff game. <laughs> and it was, it was just a bad idea. Well, where, where was that again? Was that in Kansas City? No, that was, I was, I was playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We were playing the AFC Championship game against the Patriots. It was in Florida. No, 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 no. We're playing the Patriots up there. So, so this is what I want to ask you, Bruce. So, as a quarterback, I mean, we're we're getting to the point in the season where you're going to have to deal with the elements in certain places outside of the dome, or if you're playing in a nice weather spot. But in this game, it's going to be in the 30s. Um, you're going to have you know a, a couple of guys who like to get mobile and move around, as you've talked about. But what is the big concern as a quarterback in these sort of weather conditions that you have to think about that maybe people at home watching the game aren't even considering but you as a quarterback know from having to deal with these temps well sometimes the ball like the ball just gets dry you know it's dry it's hard to get a grip on it um you know and it's getting guys honestly it's it's mental toughness right approaching the game the right way getting in that mental state to just not let the weather impact you. And, you know, it's a good point about short sleeves. You know, all through high school, college, even my early years of the NFL, I'm a tough guy. Oh, no sleeves. You know, and, and I'm, I'm backing up in, in uh, Cleveland for a short stint. Uh, Dorsey's the quarterback. He goes down. Literally, we're playing the Bengals. Literally, it was the coldest game I've ever been a part of. He goes down in the fourth quarter with, like, five minutes left. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm trying to loosen up my arm. I mean, I couldn't even get loose enough. And so from that point on, honestly, it was probably – I started getting soft towards the end of my career. And I was bundled up. When I backed up Big Ben in Pittsburgh, literally, guys, I was wearing my pads, right? I would put sweatpants over my legs. I would wear sweatpants and a huge jacket and hat on the sideline. I mean, I'd look like I'm probably like a coach in sweats or so. In the one game we're playing the Ravens in the playoff, you know, Ben goes down and he's slow to get up. And, you know, he does that at times, so I'm kind of not too alarmed, but I started kind of slowly backpedaling towards my helmet. (laughs) 
Then all of a sudden the ref blows the whistle where you're like, oh, shoot, he's down. He's got to at least come out for a play. So I'm like, I'm like ripping off my sweatpants, taking my jacket off, taking my hat off. And, uh, you know, and I'm like, shoot, I got to hurry up and get loose. So I kind of, I kind of learned in my old age to bundle up during those games. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. My, um, uh, my, my son's, tra- my son's trying to hand me some cotton candy right now. So oh, sorry, right. Guys. Yeah. I know the one thing I know about the Gronkowski household, you guys are always going to eat. Like every time we have you on, it's always, <laughs> it, it, it's always by the, the way, blast when it comes by the way, to that. By the way, one of the great pranks, you can tell your son, I, I told him to do this that when we're allowed to go to carnivals again, if he's out with his buddies, when one of them gets a thing of cotton candy, just dump your water on it. It can, completely evaporates. Oh. It's an amazing trick. Oh. It's like right as they go to take a bite out of it. Oh, it's so much fun. I did it to a buddy of mine. He was starving and I had a beer in my hand and I said, this is worth throwing away this $4 beer. And I dumped it on his cotton candy and it evaporated in his hand. It was amazing. You know, so I know like as I watch this game finish and the fireworks go off and stuff, that's what you would do if Robert Tunyon had a cotton candy, wouldn't you? You would just dump your beer on it. Oh, 100%. And yeah. And, and then I'd say I'd, I'd say Bruce told me to do it. Yeah, that's come on. That's, you better believe I would do that there. So foul, so foul. <laughs> Bruce, real quick, what do you expect the Cleveland Browns to do to try and slow down this Kansas City Chiefs team? Like, what can they do offensively to put together a complimentary football game that gives them a chance to win against the Chiefs? Yeah, I'm excited to watch the Browns. Really, guys. I mean, all these matchups. I, I really won't be surprised which way. It goes, but I just like to see good football games. I think the Browns have a chance. I mean, I love what they do. Of course, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and especially Kareem Hunt in the passing game. You know, Baker Mayfield, though, he played very well last week. Of course, they jumped on the Steelers early. But, man, I'd like to see him have a solid game and honestly take over at some points because that's what they have to do, you know. I actually think Kansas City, too, benefited from this time off. You know, there's teams like the Steelers. I was a little concerned when they gave their guys week 17 off. I thought it might backfire on them. You know, showed how they started off slow. The Bills took the other approach. They kept their guys in. They kept, you know, the flow going of how well and, and, and how, you know, just confident they've been playing, and it rolled right into the playoffs. I think Kansas City, this actually helps them because, I felt uh, Patrick Mahomes getting a little sloppy out there. You know, sometimes his footwork, his reads, you know, routes kind of getting a little sloppy because you count on Patrick Mahomes to make plays, so you're already in that scramble uh, drill mode too early and you're not finishing your routes. So I think these last few weeks really helped the Chiefs get back to the basics. Andy Reid, especially in the lab, drawing up new plays. So I think it'll help the Chiefs, but I'm looking forward to that, man, because I, I hope it's a good one. I think it will be. The Browns playing with a ton of confidence right now. Stefanski's back. Uh, So it'll be a fun game to watch. All right, Bruce, uh, this is a tradition. Uh, The Toledo fight song plays for the great Toledo Rocket, and now we've got to find out what's on tap for the Gradkowski house on a Saturday night. We've got an NFL playoff game going on. Bruce, what's the haps there? What's on the menu? Well, 
man, my, my wife's made some awesome tacos tonight. I had like a triple bean burrito with chicken <laughs> and salsa. I mean, I crushed it. And then now all the kids are upstairs making cotton candy. And literally my, uh, my five-year-old Roman comes down to my office and he's shoving the cotton candy in my face while I'm talking to you guys. And I'm like, hold on. I'm waiting. I'm like, hold on, hold on. He literally takes a piece off his cotton candy and shoves it in my mouth while I'm talking to you. So Aww. I think I'm going to go eat some more cotton candy. Well, that, well that sounds like a perfect Saturday night. Uh, we're glad everybody's feeling better there, Bruce. We always love having you on. Uh, Bruce Gradkowski. Get him on Twitter, at BGradkowski5. We'll do it again next week, Bruce. Yeah, thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Uh, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, coming up next, we're taking you into the gutter of Sports Talk Radio, literally here on Fox Sports Radio. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, the gas man, David Gascon. Well, guys, Aaron Donald not a factor today in the NFC Division Round matchup at Lambeau because... Rodgers takes, fakes the handoff, looks to throw, lofts it down the middle. Listen! the kill shot in the Packers radio network. He had four receptions, 96 yards. He was the leader of the pack, no pun intended. Devontae Adams had nine grabs for 66. Each player scored, though. Aaron Rodgers, three touchdowns, two through the air, one on the ground. Packers win and cover. 32-18 was the final score in this one. Jared Goff wasn't bad. He was 21-27 for 174 and a touchdown. No picks. Cam Akers, 18 carries, 90 yards in the loss. Also got his way into the end zone as well. You get the Bills and Ravens come up in a about 45 minutes from now from Buffalo. Meanwhile, in the college football scene today, Bruce Feldman reporting Marshall's hiring Alabama associate head coach Charles Huff as their new head coach. He is 37 years of age. Uh, guys, college basketball, number two, Baylor wins today. Number eight, Creighton loses. Number seven, Michigan gets pulverized by Minnesota, 75-57. Thanks, Dave. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up 12 minutes from now here on FSR, we will uh, find out what matchup somebody in the NFL wants no part of. All right, so we will get into that 12 minutes from now. Right now, though, it's time for something we do on the show, and it's called this. News. News. He only finds the best stories. I got a news flash. Who the hell are you? It's In the Gutter with David Gagan. And for that, we turn it over to our commander-in-chief, David Gascon, to find out what the hell is going on. Dave? You guys ever watched that show, uh, How I Met Your Mother? Uh, no. I, 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 nope. I've heard of it. Is that a, is that a show on Fox? Mm, no, it was oh. it was on CBS, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, well, in that case, no, I, I prefer good shows. Well... Yeah. There's a uh, there's a bit in it where the the artist formerly known as Doogie Howser, Neil Patrick Harris, um, he's in the bar and he's talking about the hot crazy scale. I don't know if Lee or Iowa Sam can also chime out, chime in on this, but the the hotter the woman, the crazier she gets, mm. and the least hot she is, the more sane she is. Mm. You guys follow me? That's uh, I mean, I don't. Look, I'm all about. Are they a good person? Like, I, I think <laughs> you're women, from LA. Shut the hell up. No, listen, man. I, I think uh, you know. I, I'm all about. I'm a mama's boy, um, and I, I don't. I choose not to, uh, not to judge women in that, in that sense. Indeed, do. that's not true. I saw the wedding gift you got your missus. It was a long blade. Yeah, it was an autograph of me. What do you mean? <laughs> Guys, how about this in Pittsburgh? Um, a gentleman's recovering right now after uh, police say his ex-girlfriend hit him 
with her car. Mm. That's right. State police say this uh, this young woman in her 20s was hammered. Hammered. Not lead to lap hammered, but close enough. She was angry at him, went over to his place, and wedged him between her car and another car. Um, victim obviously said to go home. That's when she got in her car and decided to hit him and pin him against the uh, other vehicle. Then she fled from the scene. Pretty awesome. I mean... Mm. Who said okay. love hurts? Okay, hold, hold on. How long have they been together? Do you know any of the backstory? No, they were ex. She was an ex, so oh. no backstory to it. I mm. mean, you got to really be. I don't know that I've ever been that pissed off at anybody in my life. Like, never been so pissed off that I thought, you know what? I'm just going to use my my automobile and I'm going to assault them. I've never thought about doing that. Mm. Never one time. Never been that angry in my life. I don't get it. I, I just mm. don't get it. I also don't get why they shoot mustard and ketchup on people at Bills games. I also don't understand that. It's weird. <laughs> it's like the human hot dog. Like, what are we doing? It's just weird, man. They're showing these highlights on television. Like, who does it? Why Why would you want to do it? And for, by the way, mustard is a pain in the ass to get out. Yeah, it is. You notice that? Like, if you, if you have get mustard on your, on your hands, like, it takes yeah. a while to get that out of your fingernails. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. No, I agree. I agree. Guys, we go overseas uh, to Mother Russia. The Russian Supreme Court has ruled that it is illegal to fire employees for attending soccer matches under the condition that the employee agree to take on any unpaid leave. All right. It's pretty nice, right? Oh, you know what? Yeah. If, if, imagine that. You, you know how many people would exercise that right for the Monday after the Super Bowl? That's right. <laughs> like, you know how many people would do that? They would just say, I'm out of here. I'm not doing it. Give me a like, note, please. <laughs> it just, like, I wonder if you were, I wonder how many, how many people show up to work the Monday after the Super Bowl hungover or, or still drunk? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I would, I would love to know. Like, we don't have to worry about that because we've got to, like, actually watch the game and, and, and work. But I wonder how many people actually show up bomb the next morning, Monday morning <laughs> after the Super Bowl. What do you think has a higher total, though, day after Super Bowl or, day a- or New Year's Day? Mm. Oh, geez. Day after Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. I think because I think New Year's Day is becoming more and more sort of eh, whatever. Like it's just it's not not even I don't even really feel like a, like a holiday anymore. Stores are open, like places are open. You can go out to eat. Uh, well, you could back before uh, uh, your uh, Lord and Savior Gavin Newsom shut down the uh, the state, Dave. Uh, back, but your guy Sorry. shut down the state. Sorry, just letting you know. Um, guys, how about this? Um, Oh, boy. Uh, Let's go overseas now. Um, A nightclub manager in the UK um, decided to go on a drunken rampage. And we've all heard those stories about people, man, woman, boy, girl, hammered or intoxicated or something of that nature. And they go get a stupid tattoo. Well, this nightclub manager decided while he was drunk to change his name legally. His name? Mm. Celine Dion. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, <laughs> court records show that he actually went and recently changed his name. It revealed that on the Ellen show um, that he changed his name for a whole 89 euro uh, to Celine Dion. Now, Never heard did, of him. Now, did he just get the name change or was it a package deal? No pun intended. No, and no. He also had a surgery as well, too. I can't confirm that at this moment. What? Because you know, well, why? That's not trending right now. Why Celine Dion? 
What's why? He went to a concert and was infatuated with her performance and oh, decided that he wanted to change it. For Christ's sakes, I, I went to a Ramstein concert. And I'm not changing my band to a German, or changing my name to a German techno metal band. Like, what are we doing here? Because yeah. I went to a concert. Yeah. What the hell's that? Drinking a bottle of champagne, enjoyed what uh, what she was doing, and then decided to change his name. Are you a champagne guy, Bucky? You, you big into champagne? Nah, it's not my thing. Only, only with a little orange juice. Yeah, only that's, with a little orange juice. Yeah, that's fine. But it does, it gives me a headache for some reason. I don't. I'm just not into it. Like there's oh, something about it, and it feels really cheap, dry. The cheap champagne. You gotta get some of that. Was it well, it ain't. Hey, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're in radio. It's not the expensive kind. Okay. Mm. Like let's let's be let's be honest about it. It's not it. the champagne. You got to get it from the champagne room. Oh boy! Uh, listen, I try and stay as far away from the. <laughs> this champagne is the real champagne. Uh, I, I've heard it is, but I've heard um, you know it comes off a fountain too. You can get it off a fountain. Now, see, for, can, we, we got you. You guys got to be careful because our audience might not know. Well, Iowa, this is you know in Iowa it's called a trough. In other parts of the country, it's a champagne room. Yes, uh, you drink out of troughs uh, like swine. Yeah, the the champagne trough. By the way, for people in Iowa listening, don't ever listen again. It's just a joke. It's just a joke. We don't actually mean that. (laughs) But but if you do have any problem with what was just uh, said, you can uh, hit up David Gascon on Twitter. That's where you can find uh, Dave Gascon, who hates the state of Iowa. Clearly. My God. All right. Uh, well done, Dave. Uh, you've pissed off an entire state. Uh, the job well done by Dave Gaffney. You shouldn't be part of the union. Um, I just... <laughs> We got to go to break. All right. Uh, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up next, though, we will get into one matchup that somebody in the NFL would like to avoid. That'll be happening next here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, Coming up in 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, make sure you stick around. It is Brian No and Ephraim Salam. They will be all over the Ravens-Bills game, which will be kicking off here uh, in about a half hour from now. And uh, and people are very, very excited about that game. That's going to be a fun one. Uh, Let me ask you this, Bucky Brooks. Which team? All right. Do you believe the uh, Kansas City Chiefs are going to beat the Browns tomorrow? I think so. I think it's going to be closer than many expect, though. Yes. Uh, I, I don't. I think it's going to be – I think they're going to vaporize them. Like, wow. that's what I believe. Yeah, I think wow. it's going to be a, a wipeout. Hmm. But if we both agree that Kansas City is going to win the game, which team do you think they don't want to face next weekend in the AFC Championship game? Oh, I think they don't want to face Baltimore. I agree. Yeah, I think Buffalo – like, they, they, they had their way with Buffalo. I think they feel like they can figure Buffalo out and from – from an offensive and defensive standpoint, Baltimore is the more complex team to deal with, even though they've owned Baltimore the last couple of times they played them. Yeah, so I, I would agree. I think Baltimore is the most dangerous team. They're the scariest team. They also play, Lamar Jackson can, I don't want to say he can win a game by himself, but he can take a game over even when, when things don't go as planned, just with, with his scrambling ability. That's that what was so impressive last week against Tennessee. It's not like he was throwing the ball all over the place. He had the early interception, but he just took the game over with his legs. So to me, mm-hmm. to have to deal with somebody like that, that's a problem, uh, and that would be the team that, that I would look at as being the most scary for the Kansas City Chiefs. Absolutely. I mean, I think that would be the scariest thing. One one note, because I know you like to delve in the petty world. Um, have you... Uh, have you been on Twitter 
lately. Um, I'll do it for you. Jamal Adams. You know, last week there was a big deal where, I don't know if you heard the mic'd up, where the Rams were like, hey, Jalen Rams was like, hey, see you guys in Cabo. Take your T-shirts and your stuff. All that. So Jamal Adams just tweeted right at the conclusion of the game. Uh, see y'all in Cabo, Rams in a bed in Ramsonville. Make sure y'all bring oh, your I'm own damn cigars it. too. Oh, Hashtag. Just just for that reason alone, Jamal Adams needs to stay with the Seahawks. But just for that reason alone, we got to have Jamal Adams staying in the NFC West. That's what we need. Uh, very good. All right. Okay. I'm into it. All right. That works. So Seattle, figure out a way to get that deal done. Figure out whatever way you can to get that deal done so we so, can have something to look forward to every so single year. Petty. Twice a year. I'm here for the pettiness, though. It's I like great. a little pettiness. It's so great. Um, now, on the uh, Saints-Bucks game, who do you like? in that one tom brady so you're taking you so you I'm gonna take the like, bucks i'm gonna take right. the bucks in that one all right we agree on that one as well too that's bad news oh that is real bad that, that's really bad news really um because i do i do like the tampa bay bucks in that game also who do you think green bay would rather face uh i think they would rather face the saints because drew Brees can't push the ball down the field They've tasted the power of the Bucks in that pass rush. I think they'd rather face the Saints. Yeah, so it's uh, there's going to be a wild one tonight. We've got a couple of games uh, tomorrow. Uh, always a fun show, Bucky. Uh, for Iowa Sam, for Lee DeLapp and Dave Gascon, everybody who listened, we appreciate you. Enjoy the football. We're back next week. Bucky, let's do it again next Saturday. Absolutely. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.